Good afternoon, everybody. Yes, 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 we are back. Codename Agents of Chaos is back. Guess what, y'all? Last episode, mental health struggles in the Bahamas were so successful and so well-liked by so much of the masses that we had to do a part two. And so we are back with that. So, y'all know me. I'm your host, Ruckus Man. Uh, certified um, bringer of chaos, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't lo- I lost my mind a long time ago, but I, I am at peace with that. I accept that. You know. <laughs> and my guest here with me today. First, we have my regular co-host. Y'all know him. Y'all love him. His name is Lord Leonard. Blessed love. Ja, ja Rastafari. Rastafari. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, Brother Leonard, but you've been up to since the last show. I heard you done killed somebody. They lying on me. I ain't do it. I ain't do it. I promise you, they lying. They lying. Man. But no, I'm just um, finalizing the, pre- the preparations for season two of Limitless with Lord Leonard. Okay. And trying to get that off the ground. That's about it. All right, all right. And make a little, trying to make a little money on the side. You know, the yeah, get, get, well, you know, uh, I got to ask, sir. National insurance get you straight yet? Let's leave that right there. Let's move on. Hmm. <laughs> Let's move right along. Next up, we have with us. Uh, Empress Chocolate Empress herself. Hello, oh, hello, hello. Uh, all the way from all the way. <laughs> Miss Piandra, How's everyone doing? Yes, Miss Piandra Knowles is back with us today to share some more light, love, and, positivity. And, and only all. one correction I have. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I was nervous last time when I said I was 27. So much people who listen, it was like, Piandra, when since you was 27 twice? I 28, guys. I'm so sorry. Oh, wow. 28 turning 29 this year. Right. I don't I, I don't know. All right. I guess I was too excited. All right, all right. So, niggas. Thank, <laughs> thank you for clearing that up. You know, anyway, just, you know, Team Chocolate Empress Step. Brother LaVon Hamilton, proprietor of High Garden GB and LV Visuals. What y'all saying, everybody? Now, if, 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 if LaVon sounds a little weird, it's because he's all masked up like Ninja Gaiden. Double yeah, mask. Double mask, yes. Not just one. He got that bang thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> At least I probably have his intellect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the body nor the strength. And joining us here on the mic as well, we have Sister Gail Woon, founder of Earth Care. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. So let's snap it up for Sister Gail. All right. All right. So Sister Gail, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from, who you is, who your people stand, where you're from, sis? My grandfather landscaped Grand Bahama in the early 50s. There you go. huh? And Mr. Groves brought him over from Hog Island when it was Hog Island. You know what? Anybody who listening to this show... Could come back and tell me what Hog Island is now. I got something for you. <laughs> and fresh, fresh Pork Island? Fresh, <laughs> fresh, yes, where all the swimming pigs are, Leonard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mr. Groves, in turn, brought my father from Guyana to mm-hmm. survey the bush that was Freeport before Freeport became Freeport. So my dad laid out all the subdivisions and cut the canals and Extended the runway of the airport for L-1011s. He designed the Grand Lakai Waterway. What? Just a little bit of stuff. Just, a, just, just kind, kind some one or two things. Yeah. Oh, pioneer and stuff right now. Thank you. you. That's, that, that, that's probably when Freeport was a nice place to live. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Preach. And 
all the way from New Providence, joining us again with his knowledge and wisdom and expertise, respected... R-E-S-P-E-E-K-E-D. Respected psychiatrist is back joining us again. Dr. Thomas Smith, say hi to the people for me. Good afternoon, folks. How everybody is? I'm, I'm well, hoping everybody's fine. Yes, yes. So Dr. Smith is going to help us, you know, get in touch with these feelings again. I don't know. Some, some, of, y- some of y'all got my breakdown crying. But anyway, it ain't going to be me. Now it might be me too. I don't know. Guess what, y'all? Codename Agents of Chaos managed to actually pick up some sponsors. Boo, 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 boo. That's right. So guess what? I got to now start saying it's time to pay the bills. And with that being said, I would like to thank from New Providence, Mask World. So get your customized mask with your logos on it. These are great for schools. Great for small businesses, large businesses. If you are a product or service you'd like to promote, contact Mask World via WhatsApp or regular call. They are able to give you wholesale prices as well. Their number is 810 sorry, 6050. That's Mask World at 810-6050. Also, we have NetVision. NetVision is not a technology company, but... They actually do professionally installed tents. No bubbles, no creases, and all that. So when the man stop you, it looked like it actually come with the car. So, you know, you can be straight. So you can contact them at 434-1157. That is Net Vision. That's NASA? That's NASA, yes. That's we still in New Providence. Well, we'll get, your t- get your tents. Get, so your, get tents. your tents. Make sure when the sun comes through, it don't... Damage your interior and all that stuff. Mm. Next up, Smooth smooth Cuts Barbershop Nails and Beauty Salon. Yes, they are located on Market Street and Bahama Avenue right there by the light. When you go there, you can ask for Berto. His number is 556-2501. And their prices start at $5. When since y'all last remember getting haircut for $5? Y'all remember that? I think I was in primary school. No. And this one good, twenty five dollars now, twenty dollars. Uh, something like that, yeah. My goodness. Look how I can grow locks, eh? <laughs> so, 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 Berto getting y'all straight over there at Smooth Cuts Barbershop Nail and Beauty Salon. Remember five five six two five zero one. Yeah, call Berto for the low low. That's right for the low low. Me and we got a sponsor all the way from Rock Sound Elutro. Think about that. Ooh. Oh wow, Elutro. Shout out to uh, Brother Omar Al-Assad, a.k.a. Omar 100 from the Killer Instinct Podcast. But, yes, all the way in Rock Sound and Luther, we have Rock Sound Beverages. Now, you know this is a Bahamian place when you, when you get these kind of directions. Yeah, that sounds like a stiff drink drink. Rock Sound drinks? Yeah, that sounds like a stiff drink. Which, which we could probably use right mm, about now. Some ground royal and coke. Uh, but they are located in Brian Major Place. Now, you hear that? That's some Bahamian directions for your ass. Brian Major Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go right by Brian Major. We right there. Right there on High School Corner. That's what the name too, High School Corner. <laughs> so, they are able to actually give you free delivery and curbside pickup. And they accept MasterCard and Visa. I don't know too much liquor stores down there that we could do that. That's what you call progressive. Progressive, yes. All the way in Roxanne and Lucha. So, plenty of y'all. Your gas stations can't. <laughs> <laughs> 
No excuse, no excuse. 2020. So, oh. all the way in Rock Sound, Eleuthero, Rock Sound Beverages. Check them out. Brian Major Place, High School Corner. Free delivery and pickup available. MasterCard, Visa, they accept. So, everyone, I need you all to, all of you all out there, I need you all to pay attention and stay tuned to the rest of this episode. We are going to be doing some small giveaways from our sponsors. So, how do you take advantage of that? Well, don't click off the link. Continue to listen. All right? All right. Now, we've got that sorted out. We are back with Mental Health Stigmas and Struggles in the Bahamas Part 2. Now, I have a question. What do we all remember from Part 1? Let's start with you, Brother Leonard. Oh, you don't remember nothing? You was on the damn show, my nigga. You remember nothing? Listen, if you know the week I had, mm-hmm. if you only know the week I had, that son beat me. Listen, I feel what my ancestors felt. God knows. I wasn't running away. Son was too hard to run away from me any day. You just had to beat the shit out of me. Ooh. I'm sorry I don't remember much. I just know it was a very eventful episode. Mm. I loved it myself. But mm. again, the sun and fry have so much in my brain cells. I, I try to recover now. Okay. I take two days off. All right, then. Well, that, that actually kind of speaks to and i'm not trying to insult you but the the mental state the tired mental state is i think something that all of us can identify with just trying to yes. get through you know you the actually week, get through the day get through the job get through the family yeah. you know, oh you, shit you are absolutely positively <laughs> motherfucking correct yes because bro so i don't even remember what i had for breakfast <laughs> No, for real, dog. You just be so stressed, or sometimes it's like mm. something like if you really don't focus, mm-hmm. you can forget it. The other day, I was looking for my phone, mm-hmm. using my phone as a flashlight. Really? No, for it, real. It, it, in your hand. Within my hand. <laughs> and I went, Where is my goddamn phone? That's it, boy. Then I put. Then I. Then I flip my phone over to call my phone. Yeah. Oh wow! Okay, yes. I had many of those. Boy, that, that's just to show you the exhaustion is ridiculous, basis, man. So. man. Well, let, let's turn our attention over then to Empress Piandra Knowles. So, from the last show, what do you, do you, do you actually remember? Anything? I remember um, basically how we describe how society looks at persons who um, struggle with mental illnesses mm-hmm. and how. Uh, what are some of the tells, which in there aren't many tells, but someone who actually is depressed or going through any mental issues. Mm. So we get to cover a little bit on that. I can't wait to see what else we get to cover this session. All right. But I, 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 I'm so with you on that. And that is true. Many persons think that mental illness has a particular face. Yeah. And it does not. No. Or I, I'm bold enough to say... Everyone in this country, in this commonwealth, is facing some sort of mental issue in one way or another. So, anyway. But, LaVon! Hi. So, from the last show, so, what do you remember? What you been up to? Don't, um, don't embarrass me, bro. Don't embarrass me. Why would I embarrass you? <laughs> no, uh, I would say the, the major thing, and it still stuck with me, mm-hmm. was uh, knowing that there are... There is an organization yes. out there mm. that does deal with, I guess, I guess you could say, psych psychology right. in the Bahamas, and the fact that they are not as widely 
pushed mm-hmm. to the front right. is mm-hmm. something that highly disappointed me. Mm-hmm. So I have been thinking of ways to try and see. I think I think Dr. Smith could probably, if he might remember, I said, you know, if you all need a media man, just let me know. <laughs> because to me, that is a serious issue. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I'll give one small example. Sure. I, know I have a, a very good friend of mine they feel a little bit uneasy about going to see a specialist, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even though it's free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they told me the same thing. They was like, you know, it's kind of, I don't want anybody to look at me funny. Mm-hmm. Right. And I had to tell them, I'm like, look at me. I'm 31. I own my own business. I had to go see help. And damn it, it's so, free. I, and it's free. So you ain't... Niggas I'm, supposed to like free. So <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. saying. Ain't nothing better than so, free shit. shit. So we definitely... That one thing that really stuck out to me with, from the last show is we definitely mm-hmm. need to make sure that mental health is pushed. I would say primarily, probably number one. Now, yes. Because, I mean, you could have the best... Physical shape. Right. But if you don't have the mindset to go with it, it really don't make sense. People right. just need to get more comfortable speaking on their mental health. A mm. lot of people still shelter themselves and shield that away from the public eye because they don't want to be perceived as... Crazy. Exactly. We say yeah. the C word again. Y'all going to call me crazy so, and I ain't going to care. So <laughs> I'm hoping that eventually we're going to get to the point where we're okay with it. Mm. Where it's okay to be like, I'm not okay. And stop putting on this fake front for yeah. society because it really doesn't matter. At this at this point, I want to ask Gail a question, and then uh, we're gonna again get to get to you, Doctor Smith. Uh, Gail, from your perspective, where how important is mental health to the community? How would you how would you answer that? It's extremely important. Mm-hmm. Um, just from my own experience, yes. when I have been through various forms of mental unwellness, mm-hmm. um, I was unable to, to do things. I was unable mm-hmm. to work. Mm-hmm. There was a month where I didn't get out of bed. I was mm-hmm. planning how to commit suicide mm-hmm. in a way that um, my parents wouldn't have a lot of mess to clean up. Right. So... You know, if mm-hmm. if people are dealing with issues like that, they can't function. They can't mm-hmm. be productive people in society. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have to seek help. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. When you're in that mind state, you don't want to seek help. You, no, you want to go inside and try and figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. But you can't because you're impaired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want to I ask you, Gail, in those moments where it felt the darkest, could you take us through that a little bit? What were the what were the thoughts going through your mind? What were the emotions that you were feeling? And how did you get through to the other side? Um, well, I was 27. Mm-hmm. And um, I had just come back from working at a job in Australia. Mm-hmm. I came back home basically with my tail between my legs because the company I worked for went in receivership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I had to come home. And had very little money because I was just making ends meet. Mm -hmm. I felt worthless. I felt like I failed my father. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was just a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't know why I couldn't get out of bed. All I wanted to do was sleep. 
sleep, sleep. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want any. I just want to stay in bed. My dad got so worried. He he called. Well, he didn't call, but he urged me to go see, find a psychiatrist. There was only one on the island, mm-hmm. um, Dr. Jean Turnquest. Mm-hmm. And um, so he forced me to go see her. Mm-hmm. I got dressed and I went to see her and she talked to me and she offered prescriptions for this and that and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but the main part that helped me with her was her talking to me. Talking mm-hmm. is good. Talking she is kept good. talking to me and I'd meet her every couple of right. days. Mm-hmm. And um, she finally figured out what my problems were, where they stem from. Mm-hmm. And it was actually from when I was a toddler, my grandfather had actually sexually abused me. Mm. I, um, I had repressed it. Mm-hmm. Somehow I had communicated it to my mother at the mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. because I remember, I knew I was a toddler because in my memory, I remember looking up at the doorknob mm-hmm. when he would lead me to the bedroom mm-hmm. and he would leave the door ajar so that he could see if anyone was coming. Wow. So um, somehow I must have communicated something bad to my mom. She mm-hmm. never took me there again. Mm-hmm. My uncle would... Um, babysit me at my house after that Mm -hmm. but it wasn't until uh, I was 11 my mom didn't want to teach me about sex education Mm. at the time there was this popular book by Dr. David Rubin called everything you always want to know about sex Mm -hmm. but we're afraid to ask yes yes so she bought a copy. She gave it to me and she said, here, read this. <laughs> so I, I said, okay. Uh, I went in my bedroom. I was reading it. When I got to the chapter on what he did to me, I run back. I said, I run back to mom. I said, mom, this is what grandpa did to me when I was little. Mm-hmm. And she got mad all over again. She confronted my grandmother who totally denied it and said, mm-hmm. she's lying again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just... You know, you can't trust her. She's she's a liar. Mm-hmm. Funky bitch. <laughs> so, sorry, sorry. I, I couldn't hold that. I couldn't. <laughs> so, um, you know, that got repressed again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, my parents were trying to, they were at each other's throats. They should have been mm-hmm. getting a divorce. Yeah. Uh, right. I, I had just transitioned. This is Independence Time now. Mm-hmm. So, Picture Freeport, a bunch of expatriate families just left mm. that year of independence. They yes. were like, oh, we're not welcome here. We go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I used to go to Mary Star. Most of my friends' cohorts were children of the expats. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had to make the transition to Freeport High. Mm-hmm. Went to Freeport High, a bunch of kids from St. Paul's and different mm-hmm. schools. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know anybody. And then most of my friends were gone. Mm-hmm. So my parents were fighting, fighting, fighting. They um, fought so much that to go to sleep, I'd have to put a pillow on my head, try to block it out. Mm-hmm. So about, I think it was June of that school year, grade eight, um, I didn't sleep for three days. I didn't eat for three days. I became delusional. Mm-hmm. I started hallucinating. Mm-hmm. I could actually read people's minds. My uncle told my parents, hey, she's got ESP because she can tell me what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. My parents took me to Dr. Amato, who recommended sedation and transport to a psychiatric facility in Miami. Mm. So I don't remember being sedated in my living room. I do remember uh, them trying to admit me in Miami. Mm -hmm. But then I must have gone to sleep again. I woke up in a room with 
um, a window. Mm-hmm. And I looked through the window. Mm-hmm. There were other rooms with windows and people in them with little bed. Mm-hmm. Then there was a guy sitting in a chair who was watching all the people in the little rooms. Mm-hmm. And behind him, I could see skyscrapers. And I was like, oh, gee, I'm not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> uh, this ain't the Bahamas. Exactly. Yeah. So I tried to get out of the room, and I, re- I realized it was in a doorknob on the inside. And I was like, oh, no. Ooh, so I started to cry. Mm-hmm. I started to scream the name of every person I'd ever, ever, ever known, or mm-hmm. even people I'd never met, mm-hmm. to help me to get out of this room. And this man with his clipboard wasn't checking. Wow. He wasn't checking. I cried until I was so exhausted, I collapsed on the bed, fell asleep. When I woke up, they sent in a girl about 13 or 14 with a tray of food. And she told me that they weren't here to hurt me. <laughs> I was like, why do they have me stuck in a room like a prisoner? Yeah. I said, yeah, it doesn't make sense. So um, she said, well, me and my brother are here quite a bit. I said, why? She said, we run away from home. So when we run away and they catch us, they put us here. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she calmed me down. They put me in a room. Mm-hmm. That night, uh, a lady of the night was put in with me. Well, wait. Because in Miami, when the jail is full, yes, they put people they want to put in jail in the mental hospital. Yeah, okay, that that that's a smart thing to do. Yeah. So I'm 11 years old. They put this prostitute Mm. with me. She's smoking cigarettes. She's talking about her profession. Mm. She taught me to smoke cigarettes. <laughs> I think Boy. I think I was in this facility for about two months. Jesus what? Christ. I don't know. If you saw one flew over the cuckoo's nest, yes. They make you line up yes. and they give you the medication and they check your mouth to make sure you, you, you swallow, swallow it. it. Yes, yes. And I think they sedate everyone mm-hmm. in the facility. But Dr. Thomas uh, might know. But um I met people who would not take the medicine, mm-hmm. they'd hide it, they'd hide mm-hmm. it underneath the spit it yeah. out. Yeah, I met a 40, well, I don't know how old she was, an elderly woman who was so depressed, she refused to smile. I used to try to make her smile. She just wouldn't. Yeah, then they, we had the, the therapy sessions. A Cuban lady was acting out how she shot her husband with the gun. What? And, <laughs> so I was getting a growing up real fast yes. real in fast. this hospital. Real g- 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 okay, let's 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 lifetime. Ooh, let's stop right there because um sensory overload. <laughs> <laughs> um Dr. Smith, uh based on everything you've heard from especially Gail so far, uh what would your what? assessment be? Uh, yeah, please, <laughs> what this? Oh no. Uh I I I I don't think I uh have enough to uh assess Gail and mm-hmm. I would say this to to her that she is very well to me from just hearing part of the story mm-hmm. obviously she's overcome a lot and yes. she's a very very brave person mm-hmm. to speak so openly openly about all of the life events that has happened to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I applaud you, Gail, for one, first, acknowledging all of what has happened to you, mm-hmm. and two, having a voice to advocate as you are now doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so openly and so bravely uh, speaking to it. Um, and if if with your permission i would just like to use your story just now to bounce us into areas i think the show is about is that okay gail go ahead 
Yes, yes. So from what I've heard, I mean, Gil's story is all of what we mm -hmm. attempt to do mm -hmm. in psychiatry, okay. basically. Um, and, and, and all of what Gail has gone through uh, fits very neatly into things that affect our mental health. Mm -hmm. And you can imagine how difficult it is to, as a physician, to deal, treat, diagnose someone who has this internal, invisible struggle uh, affecting their physical lives, mm -hmm. right? And, and so the grid or the measurements that we use uh, help us. Uh, that Gale has examples so clearly. So there are some predisposing factors, there are some precipitating factors, and then there are some maintaining factors. Mm. And from what Gale has said, uh, it sounds as if that there were some predisposing factors, and these are predisposing factors, things that happened in their early childhood that eventually affect our adult lives, right? We, we aren't so clearly aware of it, but they shaped our mannerisms, they shape our behavior, they eventually shape what mental status we may have much later on in life. Uh, there could be some family histories as well of mental illnesses. There could be some genetic component to it, some hereditary mental illness, right? And of course, uh, with the precipitating factors, these are things that would cause the person to come to the doctor. You know, so we, we have all the seeds in us already for mental illness. And then at some event, uh, the seeds start to bring these fruit of mental illnesses. And that's when the person comes to us. All right. These are, uh, uh, this could be like an acute stress situation. Mm -hmm. It could be uh, a major emotional overload uh, that causing someone to self-harm. You know, mm -hmm. or it could be a, a psychotic event. Mm -hmm. And of course, after treatment and diagnosing and treatment, I'm sorry, uh, we look at things that could be maintaining where the person is in good health or maintaining the person in bad health. That helps us uh, manage ongoing uh, psychiatric support. Okay. So maintaining factors could be the environment, that she's going back to hasn't changed much, which basically means that she's going to have a chronic case of mental illness on and on with perhaps uh, frequent uh, admissions or frequent contact with the mental health professional. Okay. Or she could, she could have a maintaining environment where there are more support given to her. She's more psychoeducated with her illness. She's in contact with uh, her mental health support team, uh, and she's now actively advocating for herself and learning more about her illness and becoming well and more well throughout uh, time as it passes. You know, and um, I, I from, from what I'm hearing from Gail, obviously, she was able to know a whole lot about her well her, her illness. Mm -hmm. uh, able to get the kind of support and and continue to maintain that support uh, uh, around her and is, for all intents and purposes, still maintaining her wellness. So, okay. um, 
Well, yeah. You missed a whole bunch of my story. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm sure. I, I'm sure I have. Okay. Well, um, as we continue on, we will definitely get to hear more of Gail's story because um, you know we, we we stopped at the woman that reenacted her husband's death. Okay. But I do want to get. To, <laughs> I do want to get to these questions. That one was trippy. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't expecting that one. Um. The first two questions we're going to deal with have to deal with the topic of coping mechanisms and what are some of the helpful coping mechanisms and harmful coping mechanisms um, we use or employ to cope with mental issues. So, Brother Leonard, let's start with you. That's a lot. I want you to think, give me... A helpful coping mechanism you've used and a harmful coping mechanism you've used. Uh, I'm going to start with the harmful because we all run to the harmful mechanisms first because mm-hmm. it's comforting. Mm-hmm. Rum. Mm-hmm. Crown Royale, mm-hmm. coconut rum, vodka, gray, all of that rum. Mm-hmm. Let go. Uh, smoking, th- mm-hmm. these things, you know. Mm-hmm. When I go through little situations, that normally be the harmful things that I run to. Mm-hmm. But um, what I've learned, I'm just dealing with myself personally, mm-hmm. my positive coping me- mechanisms to deal with whatever life throws at me or whatever is, I just burn off some energy. Mm-hmm. If I don't have energy to harm myself or do anything else, I'm going to just go sleep. So okay. I'll take a four-mile walk. Mm-hmm. I'd go to, like, and I don't think Rutgers noticed this, but when I was here in Freeport, mm-hmm. before I went over to work, mm-hmm. Me training every day or wanting to train every day mm-hmm. was my coping mechanism. Mm. You know some, you know most of my story. Yeah, coming to come martial arts training mm-hmm. was my coping mechanism. Okay. At the end of the day, we Ruckus used to make sure, especially if the white joint class, well, everybody exhausted. Bad <laughs> right, you know. So my positive coping mechanism just burn off some steam, just blow blow off some steam. Mm-hmm. Just if you sit down there and listen to music, you just can slope. Deeper and deeper, and you can go deeper, deeper into your feelings. That depends on the music now. For well, me, any music. Okay. It's gonna. It's just gonna cost me think. Okay. But I just burn off some energy. Go for go for a long walk. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you walk and you're thinking, but at the same time you're burning off energy. Mm-hmm. Go train. Go do something. Lift some weights. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Okay. Let's move to you, Piandro. Um, I want you to think of a harmful coping mechanism and a helpful coping mechanism for well, you. For me, um, I have done in the past, I started from when I was in high school, the harmful coping mechanism that I did, I used to cut myself. Mm-hmm. Where I would cut my wrist and it's like the sad part about it, even though because we have to remember you only in that state of mind temporarily sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we forget that, like, you know, you're all, it's always upside to things mm-hmm. and forgetting that it's going to turn around. So, but me thinking at that time that, this is it for me. I am just tired dealing with this. I started doing the harmful thing of cutting myself mm-hmm. and thinking that was better helping me when it really wasn't. And I still have the scars up to the day. Mm-hmm. Um, still here present where I still have to explain, okay, yeah, I used to cut myself. Mm-hmm. I know what was wrong. Mm-hmm. I understand where I come from and everything. And I would say a helpful coping mechanism that I discovered, I love to dance. Dance mm-hmm. is 
very if you know me you know music and dance is very much me the damn skippy that is like <laughs> i just love music so mm-hmm. i started well even if i'm home one of my friends used to do a tour class he stopped miss it so much um but when i'm home i just find myself inside my room and i'll just be dancing mm-hmm. i'll turn on some music or i'll do something like where I like to make people laugh, and I like to do little, I would say lip-syncing comedy type skits Mm -hmm. to do's, and that's my thing, just to keep my mind occupied, and Mm -hmm. that would help me occupy for hours, and by then I'm tired, Mm -hmm. I'm ready to go sleep and then start for the next day, but that's what I find myself doing, to Mm -hmm. just keep myself occupied and keep myself um, joyous, Mm -hmm. music, dance, dance is everything for me, that's my escape. Brother Levine. A hopeful, a harmful, and a, a helpful coping mechanism. Oh, okay. Let's see. I'll start with the positive. Mm-hmm. So, a helpful one, similar to Viandra, more specifically, Disney songs. <laughs> it's not like my cousin. I a know this might sound world. like a young thirty-one-year-old man. Like, if you start you singing, you would be surprised you know, how much people yeah. are just like you when oh, it comes you to Disney music. Do not start this Mary Poppins bullshit. Do not do not fuck with that. Disney songs. My most favorite. My most favorite is from Phil Collins. This one, Tarzan. Okay. Um, Son of Man. Yes, okay. All right, that's my favorite. That one got me through some really dark times. I mean, the whole soundtrack to Little Mermaid, that's um, good. And then, I, and then I also like the dance, but more acting. Okay. Yes. Right? Mm. The actress. Um, a harmful one. I don't even know how to say this because I think I'm pretty boring on most. Um, I was never really a drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I should call this harmful, but things of a sexual nature mm-hmm. kind of giggity I would, call, <laughs> I would call harmful. Yeah, I I don't know how else to describe. I would call I, it more neutral, yeah. but yeah. it is. Con- yeah. It still could be considered harmful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, yeah, that that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know how else to describe it. No, so. no, we'll, we'll put a pin in that and come back yeah. to that. So, Sister Gail, for, for for you, um, I want you to think of a same thing, a, a helpful coping mechanism and a harmful coping mechanism. Um, helpful is exercise and music. Mm-hmm. When, in fact, I know I'm in a good headspace when I want to turn on my car radio and I want to listen and I want to jam while I'm driving. Okay. I know I'm depressed if I don't want that. If I if right. I want silence in the car, right. mm-hmm. then I know something is seriously wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so the harmful would be, oh, uh, well, in, in my 20s, I was, uh, the psychiatrist had a word for it, um, Trying to harm, mm-hmm. like self-deprecating, mm-hmm. like I would do dangerous behaviors, like be promiscuous, mm-hmm. do drugs, yeah. Yeah. drink a lot, mm-hmm. just didn't care, mm-hmm. real drive dangerously, yeah. right? All that, yeah, yeah. I I know for for me personally, um, I would say, uh, 
helpful mechanism was writing. Um, mm. And I wrote my first feature film that came out of a depressive state. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, even though I only got to make one story, there are nine stories after that. Mm-hmm. So I sat and I literally wrote every word of every script in one night. Like I started at 7 p.m. I didn't finish till 9 a.m. So in writing and keeping my mind busy, mm-hmm. who knows what I would have done mm-hmm. if I had not gotten into that space. Mm-hmm. Um, two prominent harmful things have come out for me. One was eating, which is part of the reason why I'm overweight now. And the second one was things of a violent nature. Um, most people don't know that I thought um, becoming proficient in firearms was something that was going to help. Mm-hmm. Turns out that was not the case. So, and then doing things with firearms that wasn't really smart. Mm-hmm. So, it... um. It's something where, you know, I, I still struggle with it now, you know, and I've, it's gotten to the point where I've had to make the conscientious decision to not own firearms because nothing good or productive is going to come out of that. Right. So um, in hearing that, Dr. Smith, <laughs> what, would your, what would your response to that be? Everything you've heard so far. Right. So um, it sounds like there's been a collection of uh, coping strategies used by uh, all of you basically uh, to overcome or reduce the kind of stress event that would have affected your life, right? Yes. So coping strategies basically is employed by the person to help to uh, reduce whatever stressful event is impacting on them. And they usually come in, broadly speaking, in about two general uh, types. So we usually use coping strategies to either reduce uh, the emotional event that is happening to us or we problem solve, okay? And so some of the good employed uh, coping strategies that we would use uh, would be basically if something is really causing problems, uh, good coping strategies would be basically confronting it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, confronting it in a very civilized way, articulating what the problem is, and basically uh, being assertive, uh, not aggressive, assertive in trying to advocate for yourself uh, very well, could, clearly. Could, could, could we stop right there, Doc? I want, if, could you kind of yeah. expand on the difference between being assertive and being aggressive? Yes. Right, right. So assertive basically means when a person who would otherwise uh, be uh, vulnerable for bullying or perhaps uh, uh, vulnerable to being like uh, overlooked or things that may diminish that person's status or, 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 or personhood, right? Being assertive is being able to self-advocate, mm-hmm. making yourself known, making the other person or persons recognize that you too count. And you can do that through 
presenting yourself and speaking very clearly and in a very positive way. For example, a child, and, and, and that's what we try to do with children too, right? A child may have a problem with their parents. Uh, they might say, well, listen, uh, my mommy always shouts at me. Uh, my teacher always shouts at me. I'm always getting things wrong, right? And so we teach the child to just, just basically say, listen, mom, in a respectful way. Uh, there's a problem with my being able to to hear you when you shout at me. When you shout at me, it causes me to react in a certain way and makes me feel, right? And whatever that feeling might be, maybe makes me feel angry, makes me feel unloved, makes me feel a certain kind of way. That certain kind of way, I do not like to feel. Mm -hmm. Can you please not shout so that I don't feel this way, mm -hmm. right? That is assertiveness, being able to speak truthfully, factually, and clearly without emotion. Mm -hmm. Aggression is basically a physical expression of your anger, right? It is, it is just a rational, physical uh, response to some stressful event uh, designed to make the other person, the, the person, feel better through physical confrontation, okay. which is never good. Which is never good. So what I'm right? he what I'm hearing, doctor, is um, one of the keys, or one of the, well, yes, one of the keys to probably coping with the stress is having the wherewithal to be assertive about the situation and confront it head on without res without resorting to aggressive and confrontational behavior correct okay. now mind you mind you uh each individual has their own coping style right mm -hmm. so if, if if talking in that kind of way is your coping style by all means and if it's fitting in a positive way uh then that would be something that you would feel more comfortable doing other ways of uh, a good coping coping strategies would be uh you know just trying to solve the problem there are some really good people i mean there are some people who are really good at looking at a stressful event understanding the pluses and minuses of it or the positives or negatives of it and they really try to internalize it in all effort to solve the problem Sometimes they're able to take their emotional state out of it mm -hmm. um, and then look at it objectively and actually solve the problem. These are good, healthy ways uh, that has been developed by some persons who have that coping style mm -hmm. uh, to implement that strategy, right? Um, to be able to solve that problem. Uh, then I think, I think Lord Leonard said something, uh, he said that he'd usually go running or something. Uh, that is yet another good, uh, uh, coping strategy, which okay. is basically called avoidance of the problem. And by avoiding, I'm not talking about running away, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes you could appreciate that what's going to happen next if I stay here mm -hmm. is not it's not I going to be good. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we get to the point <laughs> where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just take myself 
out of this negative situation yeah. and do something positive, okay? I can, I can uh, tell you in that regard as well, when you have formal combat training, that is, yes. that is usually the best course of action to take. Remove yourself exactly. from the situation because trying to assert or being aggressive and showing that, hey, listen, I'm not one to be fucked with, that's, yeah. that never ends well. That never, never ends with yeah. the with you in the back of the yeah. Exactly. Or worse. Yeah. Right. Right. And and so for someone who um uh persons who who uh, have like uh, self harming gestures mm-hmm. or self harming behavior, we we try to teach them uh first to identify the stressors, mm-hmm. like that which would lead them to self harm. We uh then secondly, we are able to teach them or to allow them to understand and name what emotional state they're in. Mm-hmm. And then we try to teach them uh, positive coping skills based on being able to distract themselves okay. from that uh, uh, emotional state. Okay. Now, now, with regards to some maladaptives, I heard a few persons uh, mentioned Basically, general ones: over drinking, mm-hmm. uh, self harming. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, uh, uh, also the the aggressive behavior is also a maladaptive way, mm-hmm. right? And uh, believe it or not, a negative one is just people just stuck, just get stuck in being overwhelmingly emotional about stuff. You know, mm-hmm. hoping that being emotional, whether it's just too tearful, too sad, too depressed will make things better. And mm. uh, that could, yeah, yeah. Be, there are some persons who can do that. And, and um, those aren't good coping strategies to employ. I would imagine not right. at all. Right, right. Hmm. Uh, all right. See, I, I, <laughs> again, a lot of this shit I did not know. So like 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 the, the a wishful thinking like if I'm depressed about this situation long enough that somehow makes the situation better. That's a that's a mindfuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, 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 and no, that's exactly. You said it exactly right. And that's that's wow. a that's one way of continuing to do the very thing. That makes you even much more depressed. That's exactly right. That's the vicious cycle. Wow, wow. But before we move on to the next point, Doctor Smith, the the vicious cycle that seems to be um, recurring in a lot of the behaviors that a lot of us here talked about, and even in just mental instability on the whole. Um, Forgive me if the question sounds a bit naive. Um, is that a characteristic of most mental illness? The fact that there is a vicious cycle? Um, um, uh, generally, no. Okay. okay. But, but, but I, 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 I do understand um, your question. Okay. Uh, which is suggestive of whether there is a pattern of events that lead to a specific outcome yes. over and over again, right? Yeah, yes. Uh, now, now that is 
generally true too, though. Okay. Um, um, like, for example, there might be someone who is a schizophrenic patient. I mean, someone who suffers from schizophrenia, mm -hmm. which basically means that they're out of touch with reality mm -hmm. in their behavior, in their thoughts, and in their their, uh, their feelings, mm -hmm. believing things that are not true. And they can uh, become really unwell really quickly, mm -hmm. get admitted to the hospital, uh, become stabilized on medication, go back, uh, get discharged, and within a few weeks or so, stop taking the medication and then present again to the same hospital mm -hmm. over and repeatedly okay. to the point where they have volumes and volumes of uh, uh, medical notes uh, basically outlining that same behavior, mm -hmm. right? Uh, is it, it, In that way, it sort of suggests that there is a vicious cycle okay. uh, uh, um, uh, and, and, and it means basically that along, along those steps of him or her getting into that same kind of repeated event, somehow, somewhere, uh, help was not given sufficient enough to stop him from getting to the next step, okay. basically. Okay, all right. Okay, that that actually explains quite a bit. <laughs> okay, I want to move on to the next point, and I, I want to start specifically with the ladies on this one because I really want their their take on this. Um, how much how much of a role do our parents and loved ones play in contributing to our mental illness and instability? Uh, let's start with you, Gail. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I, I ask that because I find a lot of times, even in dealing with my own issues with my mother, right? I hear the same things over and over again. Um, I was a young mother. I didn't know. Um, I did the best I could. Um, I thought I was protecting you. <clears throat> Bullshit. I, I thought I was helping you. Um, I was never a mother before. All of it feels like fucking excuses to act in a harmful way. Mm -hmm. So starting with you, Gail, how would you how how much of a role would you say your parents, the the, the fa your family and immediate loved ones play? Um, my parents fucked me up. Mm. Pretty much. Yeah. Said, no simpler than that. I, 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 that's real talk. That's real talk. That was so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, see, it, it, in, in saying that, in saying that, I'm wondering when it comes to parents across the board in the country, how much of that is actually the case? Well, let, let me just uh, expound just mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, my mother was a little overweight mm -hmm. when I was growing up, what okay. we would call solid. Mm -hmm. She Heck. was she was always eating grapefruit, thought that was the Heck. diet food. Yeah. She didn't exercise, but she, <laughs> she said if she eats enough grapefruit, she can lose the weight. She never did. Okay. But um she got sick and she um she would go to the doctor and the doctor would say, Oh, um, it's all in your head. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I was about fourteen she went to a doctor who said, Hey, 
let me check your thyroid. Mm. And it turned out her thyroid wasn't working at all. Ooh. So her hormones were not Great. in. Oh, yeah, they, they was all over the place. Yeah. Oh, so wow. they were actually, she actually ended up in the mental hospital that I was in the few years before that. Whoa, okay. And it wasn't until those doctors did blood tests and check that thyroid. they figured wow. out it was not a mental issue for her. It was a physical so, issue. Right. Now, here's the scary thing about that. How much time passed exactly before that was even discovered? Because I'm sure they, self, they medicated her and stuff. Right. When she mm. got the medication, she evened out. Her weight got good. Um, she was much more mentally stable. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, the 14 years before that, she wasn't mentally stable and she was raising me. Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, there was times where she wouldn't cook dinner or she wouldn't clean the house I would sleep with the covers over my head because cold roaches could fly on my head mm-hmm. because the house was so dirty sometimes. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was not nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And wow. then my dad would accuse her of giving him a venereal disease when it was him stepping out. Jeez. And that would drive Deflection. her more crazy because mm-hmm. she knew she wasn't stepping right. out. Yeah. But then he would say it so much that she began to believe Maybe it. What they call that? Ga- gaslighting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, gaslighting, yes. Yeah. Well, we didn't know what it was called, but I knew my mom was getting gasla- gaslighting. Gaslighting, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. What the fuck? Well, I want to speak on the other aspect um, when it comes to parenting, Mm -hmm. especially in the Bahamas. Okay. In the Bahamas, we are so used to seeing single mother homes, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Where it didn't work out with the father and the mother, so the mother's left to raise the child. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not to say that. And it's okay. What I realized with a lot of parents they forget that they thinking, okay, I only just need to make sure food on the table for my child. Mm-hmm. And I just have to make sure they have a home to live in. Mm-hmm. And that's it. They don't think to say, communicate with their child. They don't mm-hmm. think to say, let me sit down and really see what's going on. So they're basically still neglecting the child, but still making sure the priorities of the home is still taking care of where mm-hmm. the mother is working so much where she doesn't even have time to be with her child mm-hmm. where her child is not feeling that love like okay yes i understand the bills are being paid mm-hmm. and there's a whole bigger picture to it that's why this is such a huge discussion mm-hmm. because yeah you want to make sure you take care of your child but it's still you need to take care of the mind as well mm-hmm. i understand food is on the table but when last you actually get a chance to sit down and talk because you're trying to work seven days a week mm-hmm. no days off mm-hmm. by the time you come home your children are in bed by the time it's time for them to get up you probably done gone so they fixing their own breakfast because why you have to be to work for seven in the morning yes. so at the end of the day that child mind that love is not there that child is still being neglected mentally. Mm-hmm. And that in itself could be a strain on a child because when that child going to school and doing all these other things and facing other adversities of life, who's there to actually talk to that child? Because a lot of times the teachers them ain't taking the time out to do it. The mm-hmm. the, the parents of that child, normally the ones torturing that child, where, where where's the escape for that child? The uh, home it, doesn't feel like a it, home. The, the, the escape is in all the wrong places. Exactly, and that's where all the bad behaviors are developed. And mm. as you get older, it's be so much harder to get rid of it. And then it seems so routine and so normal where the coping mechanisms that we use end up becoming part of daily life. Yes. Where you drinking so much heavy mm. in, in, in your late age, because you've been doing it for so long, why mm. I can stop now? There's something I've been used to doing. I've been used to always smoking. I've been mm-hmm. used to always cutting myself. I've been used to always drinking just to get rid of the problems and start the next day. Mm-hmm. So I can stop doing this thing now. Yeah. I mean, this, this, oh my gosh, so much different directions you could go in with this same story here when it comes to parents mm-hmm. and their children. I mean, you always have to say you have to be careful when you have a child, but 
Boy, we really need to know there's a whole bigger world out there when it comes to kids. I'd say this as well. Um, A lot of parents get defensive when you confront them on this Mm. issue. Don't tell me how to be a parent. Don't Mm. tell me how to be a parent. Don't tell me how to raise my child. I doing this on on my own. I don't see you helping me. Mm. But... Bitch, not my child. (laughs) Anyway. It it goes beyond that. Mm -hmm. Just because you get defensive and just because you don't want to confront the issue Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it goes away. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of what the doctor just said of being in your feelings so much that you think the problem goes away. No, it don't work like that. I'm sorry. So, but let's let's move on. LaVon, um, you, would, you, what, would you have to say? Oh, yeah. No, I wanted to piggyback off of Deandra, what she said. Majority of times, I think, in our country, we do, we do a kind of an okay job maintaining children. Mm-hmm. Raising them. Now, see, I, now, that, nah, I like the word you just used. Maintaining. Right. Yes, we do a very okay job maintaining kids. Yes. Maintain, maintenance of children? Mm. Oh, yeah, man. Yes. Make sure you all eat. Make sure, you know, you get your grits and tuna. Everything and looks good. Yeah. You, know, you can pick up your Kentucky after mm-hmm. school and everything the else. Your clothes wash and mm-hmm. all of that. Right. Amen. Yeah, you sit up and you try to figure out what your child thinking do, thinking about <laughs> what they want to be. Blank. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't know what it is. Now, to be all the way fair. Mm. Right to be all the way fair, and this is my only comment. I can say that personally, I will get. I I have to give our former generation a little slack mm-hmm. because the knowledge that we have now, I don't think they had in mass so. amounts back in the day. Mm. I would agree, and mm-hmm. I. It's like my heart kind of goes out to them mm-hmm. because a lot of stuff they now have to catch up on. Right. And especially in the stages of their life where they just kind of want to chill after working for so long. Right. Probably just finished paying mortgage. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but there is there is a cost. I, I my, my thing I'm in life is there's always a cost for something. Yes. So if you don't know better... You cannot do better. Mm-hmm. And now there is going to be a fallout regardless. Mm-hmm. You can't, we can't blame ignorance for it because, mm-hmm. whenever I say we can't blame ignorance, but ignorance is not something that we can just say, oh, well, I didn't know, so now you just have Especially to make Especially not do. in this day and mm-hmm. time that everybody has Google. Ignorance right. is exactly. not innocence, bro. You see what I'm saying? Even, 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 even so, right? Especially more so in these times than to even say 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, if deep down inside, you know you're not ready for children, mm-hmm. that's not in your future. That ain't it, bro. That ain't mm-hmm. it, sis. I'm sorry. Because children are not accessories. No. They're not um, gifts. Right. They're not, the... they're not tools. You can't send them back if it's defective. Right. No. You can't do that. They're not slaves. They're not slaves either, no. And see, that's another thing I want to get to that after we hear from the doctor. I didn't take care of you, now it's time for you to take care of me. That's some bullshit. Boy, look here. Anyway. (laughs) But Elena's... We talking about the the role parents played in your your particular place. Because in meeting Mama Burroughs, I think you got it better than the rest of us here because your mom is very supportive. 
So, and, and, and I'm sure that has been a, a, a service to you. So. Of course. Mom, mom never, I never had it all. Mm. I appreciate the fact that I went to bed with a belly foot every night. Mm-hmm. Even sometimes where I didn't want to eat you, you can eat it before you go to bed. <laughs> like you can eat it. Yeah. Can, That's my daddy. Yeah. Going to bed. You, can hmm? yeah. you know, you can eat that. I take it up. I cook. You, you can eat that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but um, most of my most of my mental situations came stem from outside of the home. Mm-hmm. But um, the mere fact that. At a child, I really didn't know that I didn't know how much my mother supported me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I became a man and started doing things that men do mm-hmm. when I realized when mother said my mom would object about something, but her statement would always be, "Whatever you do, be safe, and mm-hmm. I support you." Mm-hmm. You know, so that that you'll, you'll be surprised how powerful that small that, sentence is. That mm-hmm. went, that took me through years. I want I want to I want to get a poll from everyone. Let's start with you, Levon. How many times have you heard that from your parents, mom or dad? Next. <laughs> Gail, how many times have you heard that? Repeat it. Um, your mom would say, if it's your decision, whatever your decision you make, I'll support you, something like that? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, my mom would do that when mm. I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Piandra. Well, for me... Um, Hmm. Okay, I would say my mom, my mother is very much supportive, mm-hmm. and and things that she wants to be a support in. Ah, Only okay. when I got older, where I decide to say, um, what is the word that the doc said? Um, to be assertive. Assertive, yes. Where I'd be like, okay, mommy, I think that it's time that I do this instead of doing that. Mm-hmm. Meaning to say, mm-hmm. she was very much supportive in me with the modeling, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whereas. I wasn't too sure if I even wanted to do it. Yeah. But I did it because my mom said it was good at it. And I, you know, you good at this. So so you about to do this right now. So she supports something that she is down for. It's Mm. like she still is a very supportive person, but I I I only did what she told me to do, if that makes sense. No, it meant. But my daddy, he just was baby a girl, like I got you. Okay. If that's, that's what good. you want to do, fine. Okay. If, but if that's what you want me to say you're going to do, we going to do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just say okay, it. Fish so, fry, fry fish. <laughs> so we, we can get Levon and then we can go to the doctor. Yeah, I just want to retract a little bit. Y'all mm. don't, y'all forgive me for that. <laughs> to be quite honest, I'll say this. My mother, because I guess you could say she's been single mother from since I was about maybe, I think, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. And... Um, she has been supportive in many different areas. I think the thing that really gets her sometimes is knowing the intellect that I have. Mm-hmm. And please, I'm not trying to brag or anything like that. Cause, but anyway, knowing the mental capabilities I have, mm-hmm. that's, I think that's a better phrase. Mm-hmm. She expects, I think quietly she expected a little bit more. A doctor, a lawyer. From me mm. than being mm. a landscape company owner. Mm. I get what you're saying. Now, yeah. granted, she has helped me in terms of... Um, Accomplishing like, stuff. Yeah, like mm. she she purchased, you know, some of my first set of equipment. They mm. were like homeowners. You know, she, she, did right. she did whatever she could have done. Mm. But I do think, and I love her to death. Believe me when I tell you I take a thousand and one bullets for that woman. Mm-hmm. But I know for sure 
I I personally believe that she would kind of wish I was on a different path. <laughs> but hey, it is what it is. Yeah. I believe that God has me on this path for a reason, mm-hmm. and I'm going to ride until the brakes fall off. There you go. Vaughn hit the nail on the head so hard, no, bro. Like you you can't. You, you mess with moms, but you mess with my old lady, right? Listen, I, hell can't <laughs> save you from me. I, I, I coming I, for that ass. I I want I, I want to get the doctor on this now. So, Doctor Smith. Um, from where you stand, how how big of a role do parents and family and loved ones in the immediate circle, how big of a role do they play on mental health issues and instability? Uh, undoubtedly, uh, our parents and environment as a whole impact on our mental state, right, and shape our mental health. Um, it's It's... It, 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 but it's the, the the problem with mental illness is that it is so uh, I don't want to use a big word, uh, but it's it's so innocuous. It is so hard to pinpoint that as much as parents in whatever position they find themselves impact on us positively or negatively, still yet. There are countless and many other factors that also impact on our mental health, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so to to tease out or to point out and directly uh, lay the, the the responsibility or the onus of parenting for the cause of our illness by themselves, uh, it's 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 not entirely accurate per se right do they do they impact on us absolutely Mm -hmm. uh how much i cannot tell you Mm -hmm. right uh are they able to be our resource and support most definitely Mm -hmm. uh are they important for resilient building absolutely um and it, I mean, it's it's it's. I can give you examples where persons come from, to whom family, two parent family, you know, all of their amenities met, mm-hmm. good father, a good mom, and yet still right. they are murdering rap- rapists. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. All right. And 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 Can't I mean. Me. Sorry. <laughs> along those lines, exactly. <laughs> right. And then I can give you example, and we, we, we note them to be like our athletes, our famous athletes, our famous movie stars, yes. uh, where uh, the father's not home, mm-hmm. the mom is not is absent because of her working diligently two, three, four jobs just mm-hmm. to put food on the table, right? And they're living in the worst of, the worst of situations. Yes. And they and they come out unscathed. They come out like a real champion, right? Yes. And but those aren't. I mean, those aren't. Uh, they are the exceptions. I, I would say, you know, there are the exceptions. The general rule is that basically our environment, our family, our parents, our loved ones, they impact us in ways that we may not know, and so. The general the, the general rule is if it's it's a if it's a good wholesome environment that we have 
the likelihood is that you're going to have good products of that. Mm. And the converse and the converse of that is obviously mm-hmm. if you have if you have a negative non-supporting uh, you know unhealthy environment uh, unhealthy parents chances are and it, it really is a numbers game mm-hmm. chances are the outcome is not going to be as favorable mm-hmm. right yes this is ruckus man and you are listening to codename agents of chaos yes we all know that we all have some special giveaways to give out with y'all today so Listen, our giveaways are from our sponsors. We have Mask World in New Providence. Their number is 810-6050. NetVision, where you can get your tents professionally installed. Their number is 434-1157. Smooth Cuts Barbershop Nails and Beauty Salon. They're on Market Street and Bahama Avenue. You can ask for Berto. His number is 556-2501. That's 556-2501. And all the way in Rock Sound, Eleuthera, we have Rock Sound Beverages. They are located in the Brian Major Place on High School Corner. You can call them at 376-1454. They do free delivery or curbside pickup. They also accept Visa and MasterCard. That's Rock Sound Beverages in the Brian Major Place on High School Corner, 376-1454. They do free delivery and curbside pickup. Now, in order to take advantage of our special giveaways, you have to do some very simple steps. First, we need you to like us on all of our social media platforms. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Codename AOC. That's at C-O-D-E-N-A-M-E. AOC, all one word, at codename AOC on all of our social media. Second, you can DM or private message us and let us know who was the first celebrity guest we had on Codename Agents of Chaos. Once you give us the correct answer, we will give you a special code word that you must say to our sponsors in order to receive your free giveaway. It is that simple. It is that easy. Get to liking, get to sharing, get to figuring out who was our first celebrity guest. That should not be difficult at all. Now, some basic rules. You must be 18 or older to participate in this giveaway, and you must have a valid form of government ID in order to make your claim. Other rules and restrictions do apply. Get to liking, get to sharing, and good luck to all of you. So I, I do want right. to ask this before we move on. I want to ask this to everyone. Um, do we feel as if coming up or growing up in not the best environment, is that an excuse or a crutch to facilitate bad behavior? Like, for example, um, I didn't grow up with my father. Is it is it enough? Is that an, a good enough excuse why I should not be a productive member of society? Never, never, no. never, never, mm. never. Not enough. Because I, I, I spend some of my childhood living in New York, and you hear that a lot of times. You know, my daddy don't live with me. That's why I fight. That's why I steal. You know. Let me it, let me say this first before I continue. Before you continue, mm-hmm. I think. The world itself is just too sentimental. Mm. The world itself has gotten soft 
Hmm. I mean, straight up, straight up. There's no more men with backbone. Children are raised with jellies in their back, like, like, and they grow to be adults with jellies in their back. Like, like for real, grow the fuck up. Daddy wasn't there. Mommy did everything. Listen, Look, my, hold on, hold on. Let's stop there. Let, hold on. Let's stop there too now. Let's stop there too. Because I know a lot of times people like to say daddy wasn't there, but I know of a lot of situations. For example, my best friend, his mother wasn't there. See, regardless of, of, of all of that, like, your destiny depends on you. Mm-hmm. I understand through certain things because I went through a portion of my life where I want where I asked the question. I right, when I reached a certain age, I was like, "Ah, right, where daddy is? Where's mm-hmm. my real father?" Mm-hmm. And when I saw where my real father was, I was like, "Thank God you stayed there! Like, you know, thank God you stayed there and stayed the fuck out of my life." Because two to one, you to fuck up my life. You to fuck up. Like I told my dad. You're never gonna see your grandson mm-hmm. until you stop the shit you're doing. Mm-hmm. Because I refuse to let him see that. Yes. He might I saw it mm-hmm. and I strayed away from it. Mm-hmm. He might see it and go towards might, it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna I can have a strong back, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it's fair to be it's cool to be in your feelings. That's your feelings. That's a part of you. Mm-hmm. You entitled to that. Mm-hmm. But by don't don't try make a whole pity party because you feel bad over certain situations. Why the fuck you scry- crying over spilled milk? Mm. Rinse the glass out, pour yourself another glass, drink that, enjoy fucking that. Mm. That's just paraphrasing for freaking grow the fuck up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you need help, seek out help, bro. Mm. That's what being men and women are about. Mm. Seek, seek, I can understand children going through these these level of emotional shit or whatever and and not able to find help and things like that because they're young, they are not, they don't understand certain things as yet. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, mm-hmm. seek out help, bro. Mm-hmm. And you know, you have people that are against you. But I'm sure everybody sitting at this table, including the doctor who's on phone, everybody has a support system that they themselves mm-hmm. develop. Mm-hmm. You, you, you can't choose your fa- you can't, you have two families mm-hmm. the family that you didn't choose mm-hmm. and the family that you, you choose. choose yeah. The family that you choose. Is your support system, by? Mm-hmm. If they can't support you, they ain't family, bro. Straight up and down. I, it, and, I, it, it irritates me and, to see it, how sentimental men have become. Mm-hmm. Way too soft. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand that society taught us to be hard and not share our emotions and things like that. But this is why you have the selected family. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can handle mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. In its entirety, that's mm-hmm. why you select a family that can handle you. Mm-hmm. But I, de- I for, but for, <laughs> but for God's sakes, man! Like, if you need help, ask for it. Mm-hmm. If, I'm in a, not, if I'm in the bind, I call somebody. For some people, it's not that simple, Levon. I know you had something you wanted to share. Um, <laughs> sorry, it, it left you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Man. No, no, I no, no. Say that. I mean. At the end of the day, I look at it. I look at it and I say, "Okay, there." Rockets know how I view life. Mm-hmm. There are certain stuff that you can't escape from because you just got dealt the bad end of a of a of a card. Mm-hmm. Now, as I said last on the last episode, there is a point in time where we do have to take responsibility. For ourselves, mm-hmm. but we cannot deny the fact that a lot of persons' behaviors 
are caused by someone else and it's like that's that that weave that's that web that we have inside society mm-hmm. where one person's actions can be can have a a ripple effect mm-hmm. throughout an entire community mm-hmm. and it's not so much as that was what the intention was mm-hmm. it's just a, it's just something that has happened mm-hmm. so there's a level of compassion and understanding that i feel should be given now, granted, again, at some point in time, mm-hmm. big old crusty whoever <laughs> need to wake, smell the coffee, wake up and be like, bro, I need to get my ish together. Mm. Now, if you was one of those persons who can sit down and waddle in your own, in your own misery, um, in your own shit. misery, and, misery and, shit, yeah. and then will be like, well, Yada yada yada, wait, wait, wait. Oh, this this is what this happened to me. This is what happened to me. Okay, cool. I understand that. Can I help you with anything? No. All right, so you won't stay in that position. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So if exactly. you won't stay in that position, there's not much that I could do for you at that mm-hmm. point. Because mm-hmm. then now I don't need you to drag me down as well. Oh, sometimes they're just looking for a handout. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's the wrong kind of handle. I'm sorry. That's the wrong kind of handle. So so I think, I think, you know, that's the main thing. And uh, if I were to draw it into our culture, Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of things that from parents right down to children, Mm -hmm. I think parents need to understand if there's one thing I wish that we could make a movement of currently is that parents need to learn that their children are humans too yes Yes. we are not yes yes just an extension and then that's it we are humans we have our own sets of um souls Mm -hmm. our own sets of thoughts our own sets of beings our own set of um modes not 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 only that not only that as even if these are young children Mm -hmm. right we are separate um, beings mm-hmm. with our own minds and capable of seeing things from a different perspective. Exactly. Right. Even if we're younger than the parents. Right. That's what makes so, it So I find a lot of times parents may feel like I'm the parent. I'm supposed to know everything. When the, ch- when the child presents a different point of view that you didn't even think of, that might show up your intelligence. Mm-hmm. Now our ego is bruised. Oh boy, I could mm. I could just give one quick that example. That a lot in the workplace too. Yes, I wouldn't even call it in the workplace. Just at home, I asked my mother one time, "Mommy, if you hear this, no, I love you." <laughs> but I asked mommy one time. I said, "Mommy, you should take you know whatever little piece of change you got. Maybe we could get a you know a hot dog stand, mm-hmm. something. You know, I mm-hmm. could manage it, or we mm-hmm. could hire somebody to manage it, and I could." Every time I come in from work or whatever, I could stop by and make sure it's good. Mm-hmm. My mother was not on that run. Right? I said, fine, I understand. Then, when things got a little bit tough, and now you're trying to find this extra source of income. Mm-hmm. Well, if you had invested in that little piece of something, you would have been, you probably could have mm-hmm. sit a little bit more comfortable than what you were doing before. Mm-hmm. So I told her one time, I said, mommy, why send me to school to learn? Mm-hmm. And then when I bring the knowledge and the wisdom back, not from me, mm-hmm. but from the people who have the updated information that has come in, mm-hmm. you turn around and you say, well, oh, no, that's fine. 
So what you send me to school for? <laughs> Boy. You know what I'm saying? It's like you send me to school to learn how to find a better way to do things. Mm-hmm. I bring it back to the family mm-hmm. to help improve the family. Mm-hmm. The family ain't on that run. So what, what do they expect you to do? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, like, we just we just have to really sit down and acknowledge. Like I said, if there's one movement I wish we could see is that we can normalize parents being able to sit down and talk to their children. Not, mm-hmm. not hear me out, not in a disrespectful way. Yes. <laughs> no child, like, the child, I don't think, let me put it like this. I wouldn't automatically just label a child that they're just trying to take control of you. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, take the time out to learn who came out of you, mm-hmm. right? Take the time out to understand that, yes, sometimes you do have to say sorry. Yes. I made a yes. mistake. Yes. Normalize I apologize. apologizing to kids. Yes. Right. That nice. doesn't give them some little secret hidden power that they're just going to run over you and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It mm-hmm. actually makes them feel like, but at least, right, mm-hmm. exactly. at least my parent cares about me enough mm-hmm. to let me know when they have made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm I tell just... You, uh, I, tell, I'll tell you what, I tell you what else it does. Mm. It teaches that child that when they have children, right. it's okay for them Break to the apologize to that child right. if they... Do or say something right. wrong. Right. Right. I, you know. I, I, I must be raised by a different breed. <laughs> I, I don't want my mom to apologize to me. No, I'm see, cool. what what no. what what I, I think I feel as if we need to okay, we so big on being strict that we just don't even allow kids to just even have a personality. Like even if a child says something to the mommy, be like, Mommy, I think I think this just might be a little bit too much discussion for today. Mm-hmm. Just saying, because mm-hmm. the mummy just could be running on just a little bit too much. Yeah, They consider that as back talking, mm-hmm. consider that as disrespectful when the child is just, you know, expressing, pro- themselves. expressing themselves on how they feel about certain things because the child might not be that type of person. Mm-hmm. You understand? But that in itself, oh, no, you, you shut up. You don't have nothing to say. Mm-hmm. You don't speak. Uh-huh. You have nothing to say when I say something. And, and that in turn let the child suppress themselves. Mm-hmm. They keep everything in. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I'm watch. Not, I'm probably different. I would rather my mom walk my ass. No, no, uh-uh. no, 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 no. Uh-uh. Don't let me talk. Here's why. No, hear me out. Hold on one second. Here's why I say that. Because I feel then that 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 roots over, and I say root, mm-hmm. because that grips. Mm-hmm. Working with plants, I realize when certain roots, plant roots get into certain areas, you need to kill that with a chemical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You ain't cutting that out. Yeah. That grip hard. Mm-hmm. And I, what, so what I'm saying is that type of, when that dynamic happens, I personally believe, Dr. Smith could correct me if I'm wrong, but I personally believe when you teach a child to suppress their views, their opinions, mm-hmm. their feelings, their expression. When they encounter other people mm-hmm. and they still stuck in that same mode, mm-hmm. they get run over. Yes. Most of the time, our, our young ladies, they get bullied. Mm-hmm. They get taken advantage of. Yes. Because they don't know how to say, sir, I don't know who raised you, but <coughs> I ain't come from that type of family. Exactly. You ain't going to sit there and just feel like you just is the boss of me. Mm-hmm. Right? When it comes to even romance, I believe mm-hmm. that even causes significant issues. Oh, yeah. Communication oh, yeah. issues. Oh, yeah. I, how am I supposed to communicate if, if I'm always taught to to not say anything? In other mm-hmm. words, quote mm-hmm. unquote, avoid confrontation, mm-hmm. yes. avoid hard discussion. Yes, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying. Yes. And when it comes to 
relationships with men and women, especially mm-hmm. communication, I believe is is object number zero. Not one. even Pro one. Zero, yeah. That's yeah. the foundation mm-hmm. because we two different, two different sexes, two different genders, two mm-hmm. different biological makeups, mm-hmm. and we coming together to say we gonna tie ourselves together for the rest of our life. And 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 the foundation is in communication. That's in all ships. That's relationship, friendship, situationships, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. You yeah. have to have some type of communication I, somehow. Right. Again, maybe I'm different. I just think you. Go ahead, doctor. Yeah, if I if I may, and that that was a very rich discussion <laughs> about uh, the dynamics between parents and their children, and I I I agree. I mean, um, for the most part. Uh, the the way how we in the Bahamas uh, uh, do parenting um, pretty much comes from a, a very uh, practical uh, conservative children should be seen not heard type of thing yes. parents are always right and all of that right um, and 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 I guess in some at some point, it runs counter to um, producing a well-adjusted, mentally healthy child. And I think earlier when we spoke about uh, um, coping skills, yes. I mentioned a buzzword called assertive, assertiveness. And, yes. and, and it, it really does encompass all of what the exchange was earlier you know um and when we teach a child assertiveness we are actually uh, teaching the child to really not only verbalize uh their personhood and their personal right but to act in a way that uh uh, it that others must recognize uh that they are going to always represent themselves because they know they have the right to, right? Mm-hmm. That they have rights. Yes. Uh, 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 it, 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 does that mean that every parent here have a different or skewed way of communicating with their kids? Not really. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally speaking, uh, uh, I know for from for my own childhood, uh, uh, I I could there. I could never backtalk my mom or my grandmother. Right? So <laughs> that 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 is a no, that that will not happen, right? Oh, um, and 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 even if you're what they call an outspoken child, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, that's still looked at uh, with a frown and mm-hmm. uh, with uh, a negative kind of uh, uh, description. But. Um, yeah, I think there was a point made by one of the uh, persons on the, uh, in the in the group. If we don't teach our kids how to be assertive, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, then there, there there are two ways uh, this ends up. The child becomes either bullied, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. or the child becomes the bully, right? Because uh, if yes. you yeah, yeah. If 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 you if you aren't able to defend your, I mean, right. to speak up for yourself, either you're going to be quiet or you're going to shout. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I'm using the metaphor for shout. I mean, aggression, right? So, so, so that person could very well become uh, aggressive, aggressive, thinking that yes. right, 
thinking that uh, aggressive behavior will get him or her what they want instead of using their words, instead of communicating in an effective way, or instead of behaving in a way that allows the other person to appreciate their personhood. Yes. You know, yes. uh, 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 and I absolutely agree that it should be very much present that parents have some kind of parenting education, mm-hmm. parenting program. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a natural thing. Uh, we, 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 I'm a parent, but I, I don't get it right half of the time, <laughs> right? Uh, 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 but, but. Uh, uh, I think there are there there's a strong case to be made that we all need uh, to listen to our kids more or learn how to listen to our kids more. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids need to be listened to more. Uh, um, pretty much, that's what I would I would say in reference to that question. I, I would I would add to that. Um, a lot of times before persons get married. They go through what is called marriage counseling. Perhaps the same concept should be risen when it comes to having children. That is the funniest thing I heard all day because all these pamphlets and things people putting out about condoms and stuff and people still ain't practicing safe sex. You're saying they can do that. Mm. It's a good thing to be talking about this here. We're getting somewhere, but talking about it. I think. I think we're missing. I think we're missing one factor in in, in this particular discussion. What is that life experience? That too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can teach a child all you want, right? Mm. He can still go go there and be a murderer. Yes. 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 Life experience. You have right. to, so at some point in time as a parent. Me, I'm a parent. I have a, a nine year old son, mm-hmm. and at cert, at certain times, if he don't don't touch the stove, it hot. Mm-hmm. Don't touch the stove at hot. Mamba daddy. Go ahead. Ah, it hurt it hot. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you he can go there again. Life mm-hmm. lesson learned. Right. <laughs> we we, we are missing that factor. You do, and, you do. And for me, personally, I grew up in the area where my my mom, my 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 pa they're my friends. They're my parents. Oh no! See, I I don't like. Okay, I big like, on on structure though. Yes, like, I, I am. I am not big on your friend. You you being mm-hmm. friends with your chat. No, no bullshit. Uh uh. Nah, that that one can't work. Sorry about that. And like, I grew up. I grew up having very 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 low self esteem. This is why I said, cut my ass. Don't talk to me. Mm. The talking actually hurt worse. Mm, I got but you. Life experience mm-hmm. got me out of that. Right. Okay. Here, here's the thing about life experience, right? I understand it. People like to say experience is the best teacher. Right. I'm not entirely sure that's the case. I don't need to watch my friend drink himself to death. To no drinking. To no drinking could kill me. I don't need to see that. I don't need to. I don't need to see. I don't need to see my other friend have five children with five separate women. To, to understand <laughs> that's probably not the life course I need to be taking. Child support will so, kill you. So, <laughs> but Lord Leonard, back the fuck up a minute. Um, <laughs> explain to us why you had low self-esteem when you were a child. Hmm. Please. I don't know. I don't know why I had low self-esteem. It was like my, my parents used to talk to me bad or anything. It's just that's something I knew. I, I knew I had 
when I reached a certain age, I had low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And I still battle with it from time and time, but through life experience, like I said, I got over. I got mainly I got over it, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was abused verbally by anyone. Mm-hmm. It's just I would rather give me a cut ass. Don't talk to me because ah, I, I can't I, do I, it. I, I do want to then put this forth because this even one of the topics I wanted to, to cover. And Gail, I want to get your response to this first, and then Doctor, I want to get to you with this. How big of a role does genetics play in our mental stability or lack thereof? From the um, amount of study and therapy and Mm -hmm. all the Mm -hmm. stuff I've been through over my 61 Mm -hmm. years, um, genetics plays a very important part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you have a history of mental illness Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. your bloodline, Mm -hmm. um, there's more of a chance, just like with cancer, there's Mm -hmm. more of a chance you could get something. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, a person very close to me has a bit of mental illness in Mm -hmm. their family, Mm -hmm. and they've chosen not to reproduce Mm -hmm. because they don't want to pass on the genes. And you know know something? But but hold on, hold on, hold on. That's, That's actually a very responsible way of looking at it yeah because if you know you if you know you are genetically disposed to something yes especially if it's something that you struggled with and you just get in the help now yeah why would you bring someone into the world to have them suffer the same way yeah Yeah. my friend's going to uh eventually at some point sterilize Mm. themselves yes wow Wow. Uh, that's deep that, wow. That, I, but that, that, that hurt me. I get snipped by nobody. That hurt me. Oh my God. But, but, but listen, 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 listen. Let me tell you something. Not everybody in this country who can have children should have fucking children. That's true. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, just, just, just because the, the doggy and grabby work in that domain, you must use it. Okay? No. Uh, what you must do with it? Be responsible. Ah, uh, be responsible. Not not just, be, not just because you see a big bungie at fish fry. I mean, you must grind it and then grind it raw. No, fuck that. Bow chicka wow wow. I think there was a study that said that um, the more developed the country becomes, mm. the 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 birth rate declines. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because. I think just because they have a little bit more knowledge <laughs> in terms of saying, yeah, this old kid's thing, probably ain't making no sense. No. Maybe one. But there's a consequence to that mm-hmm. because in countries where they're very well-educated, some of the well-educated persons are choosing not to reproduce mm-hmm. for their various reasons, whether it's overpopulation or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a dumbing down because the dumb people are reproducing. The smart yeah, people yes, are not reproducing. Yes, yes, so the gene yes. pool is getting worse. <laughs> and oh, and Levon, oh, I like to say, Oi. the dumb niggas are winning. <laughs> that is, that is, oh, <laughs> shit. Wow. Oh, uh, so, 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 Dr. Smith, uh, could you shed some light on how, how big of a role does genetics play in our, you know, mental health issues, disposition, things like that? Right. Um, so, I mean, that's a classic question of nature versus nurture mm. when it comes to developing mental illness, right? Uh, and uh, just to be clear, mental illness is basically 
all-encompassing mm-hmm. of the psychoses, of the mood disorders, of the anxieties, of the uh, behavioral problems, of the personality disorders, right? What we do know is that uh, there are some genetic heritability mm-hmm. of uh, uh, mental illness for some, right? Um, and what that means. That basically means that um, if there is a family history of uh, mental illness, uh, which is heritable, right? There's a likelihood of that person having offspring or that person themselves having a possibility of developing uh, uh, a mental illness, right? Uh, and it's, it's basically, when I say likely, I'm talking about probability mm-hmm. because we know that the causes of mental illness development or developing mental illness is dependent on a lot of factors. It depends on uh, not only your genetics, but the environment that make those uh, genes, uh, how do I say it is, uh, manifest. I I was going to ask if activated would be a good word. That's correct. Activated. Uh, it depends on uh, the environment. Uh, mm-hmm. Some we know that there are persons who who live in inner cities. Uh, they're more predisposed to developing, like for example, schizophrenia, mm-hmm. than persons who live in uh, suburban areas. Right? Um, we know that ethnicity. Uh, there are mm. some ethnic groups that are more predisposed to developing some mental illness. Other than other ones uh, from other ethnic groups. Could, 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 um, could we stop right there, Doctor? Um, being that we are majority um, African descent, could you yeah. could you kind of expand on that? Um, have there been studies shown that we um, are, dispo- are disposed or have a disposition to certain things? Uh, well, there is this one study that was done in the UK, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, again, now, UK has its own problems in, <laughs> of, of yeah. being a multicultural, a multi-ethnic mm-hmm. country um, uh, with a lot of minority groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was this one study that showed that um, persons who would have immigrated, uh, persons of color who would have immigrated uh, to the United Kingdom, persons of African-American descent or Afro-Caribbean descent mm-hmm. were twice as likely to be diagnosed with schizophrenia mm. than their counterparts from, from Europe, mm. right? Okay. Or their counterparts from um, Asian countries. Okay. Uh, now, uh, again, I mean, it, 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 it comes with a lot of salt. So, mm-hmm. uh, but for the most part, generally speaking, uh, we know that uh, there are some risk factors that are more specific to ethnic groups okay. uh, than uh, there are in other ethnic groups. Mm-hmm. But generally, generally speaking, uh, the, the 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 difficulty with mental illness and the treatment and the management outcomes of it is because that there are so many multifactorial causes, mm-hmm. it's hard to eliminate each and every one of them, mm-hmm. and it's hard to pinpoint which one is more 
prominent than the other, okay. right? Uh, 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 to get somewhat of a good outcome or cure per se. Okay. Uh, but yes, parents, uh, uh, genetics. Rather, let me let me say that genetics do play uh, some part okay. in in the transmission transmission of of mental illness. Yeah. So that means um, Grammy and Grampy and Great Grammy and Great Grampy was actually on to something. Who your people is? Your people yes. is your people is who? <laughs> From where? Your family. And and they and 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 they did what? That's the one who they did the one with the with the who and the pot cake around. The, okay, come come, little Junior, little. Sally, come, let's go. No, you yeah, can't, you can't fuck with them no more. You, <laughs> you, 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 you can't, no, no. They from Cam Road. Okay, um, see, but you're not going to cause us to. The thoughts of Lord Leonard for the people of Camp Road is not reflected of that of Asians of Chaos. You're joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, LeVon Hamilton. Take... The thumb of your ass. You're joking. You're joking. Any sponsors on Camp Road? Don't listen to him. No, no, no. No, no, no. Be on your own with that one. Hey, when I touch down in Nassau, nah, all peace and love. Peace and love. Now, now, I want to move on to something. And a a part of me um, is so ready to hear what Piandra has to say. And a part of me is kind of afraid. But 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 before we do that, I want to go around the table, and I want to ask. When it comes to mental health issues, Piandre, you go last. Mm-hmm. When it comes to mental health issues, do we take it to God in prayer? You asking us personally, or this is like a general question? This is a general question. Do we t- do we take it to God in prayer? Mm. Um, I would say yes. Okay. Now I'm now I I come from a spiritual background, mm-hmm. so that's that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think even if we look at it from a secular standpoint, mm-hmm. I do think that it's still good to have a marker mm-hmm. for. I guess you could call it a coping mechanism in mm-hmm. a way, mm-hmm. but I do think that it's still good to have a marker. Mm-hmm. That God represents something that is pure, mm-hmm. that is loving, that is light, that is warm, that mm-hmm. is gentle, mm-hmm. that is you know, uh, so, like the Father. Mm-hmm. You you want you want your daddy to hold you. I think daughters would appreciate this more. You mm-hmm. want your daddy to give you a hug. Mm-hmm. Or what's not? So I think that in and of itself still gives us a sense of base. Mm-hmm. It gives us a, a base mm-hmm. foundation to say. Okay, when things, like the song say, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Mm-hmm. You know, they have other <clears throat> lyrics, but you get the gist of it. So, would I take it to God in prayer personally? Hell yeah. It's worked before. Um, All right. Let, now, let's, 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 let's get yeah. Sister Gail on this. Sister Gail, do we, do we take it to God in prayer when, we, when we're facing mental challenges? Gail, okay, that is Jesus. <laughs> I'll give you a thesis now. <laughs> okay. I, my parents, mm-hmm. back to my parents. Yes, yes. Were not religious. The last time I was in church with them was when they christened me. Oh, wow. So they didn't take me to church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They didn't bother to go neither. Mm-hmm. So when I became about 14, I joined a Luther League because it was fun. Okay. And I became confirmed in the Lutheran church on my own without my parents' help. Mm-hmm. I I read the Bible twice from front to back mm-hmm. i i was doing 
because I, I wanted to know what the other kids knew that mm-hmm. I didn't know. Okay. Because I went to school in Mary Star Catholic School. Mm-hmm. I was an atheist mm-hmm. when I went there. Okay. So when we had debates, I was on the atheist side. Mm-hmm. When we had debates, I was on the Russian side. You know, I was a communist. Yeah. Oh, sure. I was the opposite yeah. of everything. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it. It was fun. But um, later on, I need. I felt the need for something more. Mm-hmm. I needed to find out what that source was up above mm-hmm. that they kept talking about when mm-hmm. they forced us to sit in the Catholic Mass. Mm. <laughs> 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 and, um, so, and then later in my 20s, um, I started to explore different things because that was a new age time mm-hmm. and everybody was into spirituality and this mm-hmm. and that. So mm-hmm. I read a lot of different books. I even read the Quran. Mm-hmm. I read different things. I wanted to know what was the common denominator for all these religions. Mm -hmm. And basically, all of them believe in a higher power. Mm -hmm. So I, in turn, believe in a higher power, Mm -hmm. and I pray. I pray daily. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things, the most thing that I like to pray for is for I ask God to tell me or help me to do his will. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know what his will is. Mm -hmm. But I ask him, please help me. If it means I'm going to help someone today, if it means I'm going to help myself, if if I'm going to do some self-care for myself so I can be a better person for my daughter, Mm -hmm. but just please, God, help me to do your will. Mm -hmm. And then I also, when I fly, I do the blood of Christ prayer over the plane because I don't want to die. Yeah. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Brother Leonard, do we take it to God in prayer? Really? You can ask me that? Yes. <laughs> Let's concise that to two minutes because Pian Java turned too. <laughs> Look like she got some heavy. See, and see, I, 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 I need her to have her space to say what she wants to say because I want to hear this shit. I say, yeah, we take it to God in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more or less um, depending on who do you see, how do you see God? Mm-hmm. Do you see him as a vengeful God? Do you see him as a wrathful God? Do you mm-hmm. see him as a merciful God? What are you praying for? All these are all these things, all these um, factors take place into prayer, mm-hmm. but at the same time, take it to God in prayer. Like it, it works. That is a form of communication, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. And like the doctor say, some it could help. Mm-hmm. Communicating can help, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But just take it to God. Okay, Miss Piandro. Okay. Um, <laughs> Do we take it to God in prayer? Okay, for me, in the whole aspect of keeping it religious because we supposed to be a Christian nation. We're taught from young in certain schools like the foundation of Christ and how we can use him and use the Bible to help us along the way. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, I just don't like the term when people discuss to me, that's a very dismissive term and people just pray about it. Mm-hmm. Just pray about it. It is dismissive. Mind you. The term in itself is very dismissive when you're dismissing that whole person feelings. But in actuality, how I feel like God could handle all things that man and ourselves on this earth cannot handle. Mm-hmm. He already knows everything that you know would be going through. And we have to remember that majority of everything is temporary, mm-hmm. meaning to say we only deal with what we deal with right now. And even with books in the Bible, different things that happen in the Bible because the Bible speaks about depression too. Mm-hmm. And the Bible also gave us different stories where people overcame their depression and how they handle it and people who didn't and what happened to them. And I realized like if, when you're reading, I was reading something and there was something that was brought to me and it really made me think to say, okay, when you're reading a 
a good novel and sometimes you'd be so scared you just want to know anticipate to say what's going to happen so you read the ending part to see if the character is going to make it everything is going to be all right just to put yourself at ease Mm. like we would hope to say life is like that for us in actuality god shows us in the bible to say that yeah you might be going through a hard time right now but there always is a beautiful ending at the Mm. end you see everything that he went through and in the ending part, even though he had to go through all adversity, everything, get nailed to the cross and his own depression, because he mm-hmm. went through it as well. Mm-hmm. You understand? But he still showed that as you still could overcome it and you still could uplift yourself. So I would say pray about it, but I just hate the term. Just go pray about it. Just don't dismiss me like that. Don't, don't, don't do that to me. Like I, like uh, just just to clarify like just to clarify when she said um christ went through his level of depression he, she was talking about the garden of gethsemane where he prayed and say uh father can you take this cup away from me and then he said and then he said and in his depression christ said christ stated that uh nevertheless your will be done okay here's here's the thing about that and i don't mean to sound blasphemous right Take it to God in prayer. Go to hell, Ruckus. Go to hell. Go to hell. Go to hell. <laughs> Take it to God in prayer. Not necessarily. Uh, sometimes, no. I don't think that's blasphemous. Now, the reason why I say that is um, we, when we ask that question, we tend to look at it from a Christian standpoint. Mm-hmm. There are many of us in the Bahamas that don't identify as Christian. That's true. So, what are you telling us? That the only way we can conquer our demons is through christianity oh see i get exactly where you're coming from i get exactly where you're coming from (laughs) um if you let i'll go back to my statement where i said uh, who is god to you Mm -hmm. you can take that even further Mm -hmm. who is your god now in that right i would say to persons that don't necessarily identify as Christian. Persons that don't even necessarily believe in a God. Mm-hmm. Right? Hold on. The process of putting faith in something mm-hmm. is very important. You can't just sit back and say on one end, oh, I can just take it to Jesus and he can snap his fingers and solve the problem. No. You can't be on the other end and say, I don't believe in God. I'm going to figure this out on my own. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to find a balance where you, the act of putting faith in something that can help but you. they say faith without works is there. Exactly. You, you but, still have to put some type of effort in think, it. Uh, but that, this, that, this, that, this, what, this. what I'm saying is putting faith in, something that you're in, not. in, in a coping mechanism, mm-hmm. a positive coping mechanism we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, putting faith in the fact that this... A psychiatrist like Dr. Smith has the expertise and the knowledge mm-hmm. to help you get through whatever you're getting through. Mm-hmm. But see, I, I get you. I get you. I completely get you. But um, also, if also we, even if we're looking at it from if we're looking at it from the Christian standpoint mm-hmm. or just a principle standpoint, one of the principles of, of the Bible is count it all joy when you go through diverse temptations and trials and tribulations, for it gives you patience and things mm-hmm. time to be perfected. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, techn- like you say, technically, you don't have to take it to God. You could just believe in the principle. And one of the one of the things that people refuse to 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 acknowledge is the process of things that they pray for. Mm-hmm. Like you would have people that pray for God, give me patience. Okay, 
you're going to be put in position for your patients to be tested. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now when you're put in a position for your patients to be tested, count it all joy mm-hmm. that you're going through this because now your patience is being tested to be perfected. Okay. You know, and I, I, I could only assume that. No, just to say, this is a little comment. Just to say, you know that at least he's hearing your prayer. At mm. least, <laughs> if that's if that's what's happening. So, um, I mean, uh, Ruckus, I get exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's it's a little bit, especially in the Bahamas, because we are technically a Christian nation. Quote unquote, um, in the air. <laughs> <laughs> there are some persons who are going to identify with others, Muslims. Mm. Um, I know, Ifa. I know, right. I know the Muslim, F- Ifa, Baha'i, right. Jewish, and I think Rastafarian, in, right. And I think in many different ways that speaks to the fact that, like I was saying earlier, there's a marker that's there. Mm-hmm. There's a marker to divinity, I call it, mm-hmm. where we see, we. From the time of for millennia, I guess you could say, the fact that we believed whether it was the Greeks and their pantheon, mm-hmm. the Africans and their pantheon, the the Norse and their pantheon, mm-hmm. whoever, um, they believed that there was something else out there mm-hmm. that was able to find a sense of peace and light and wisdom and knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I think that marker is something that is very much needed in society, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Because in the event that, let's say, for instance, and I know uh, a favorite um, clinical psychologist of mine, Dr. Jordan Peterson, he had this thing, uh, he was talked about this a few times in terms of government, political systems, communism, socialism, mm-hmm. and everything else. And he had made mention that in the times where there was a breakdown and a tyrannical um, form of government came into to power, a lot of it a lot of them didn't really have that faith in a higher power. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say, for my atheist friends out there, that's not to say y'all are evil, incarnate, walking, and y'all is the children of the devil. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, because that marker exists, it places on those who believe in that higher power a mm-hmm. level of accountability mm-hmm. and a level of responsibility in their own lives to make sure that they can go and say, because... I believe in this. I have hope. I have hope for the future. Mm-hmm. I want to be better for my family mm-hmm. right? because I want to be a better person mm-hmm. because I want to please my God. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to be a Christian, in my opinion. You don't have to be a Christian to have that principle no. inside you. No. You see? So I think that's just something that hopefully everybody gets me. I hope I didn't sound too long. Now, nah, what, I, what I do want to, I want, I want to get the doctor's response to that and also the answer to the next question. So Dr. Smith, do we, in your professional opinion, do we take it to God in prayer one? And is the religious community at large in the Commonwealth? Are they equipped or even qualified to deal with mental issues? Okay, <laughs> great. Um, so, 
um, in the Bahamian context, right? Mm-hmm. Predominantly, we are a country that uh, based our entire governance on precepts established by the Judeo-Christian principles, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and that is asserted in a constitution that is lived by uh, uh, and expressed in our culture, mm-hmm. uh, and that is a recognizable feature of how we interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, in psychiatry, universally, uh, spiritual awareness, so spirituality, and I'm saying that to include the concepts of God yeah. or gods or wherever, yes. right? Um, that is recognized in psychiatry, right? Uh, um, um, your spiritual awareness, uh, that does impact on your overall person uh, well-being. Uh, that is something that must be uh, nurtured, fed, uh, uh, fostered to grow, uh, 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 to get the kind of uh, good response uh, uh, we would want to hope for in a situation that seems dire or hopeless. Okay, uh, and that is what uh, spirituality helps uh, to 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 give us that undeniable, undiminishing hope, right? Now, with regards to whether or not uh, religion, or I, I can't remember the context of the question, I, but I, I, it doesn't the, have a role. The, 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 the question was, is the religious community equipped unqualified to deal with mental health right. issues? Okay, great. Right, that is correct. Uh, I, 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 so the, the, it's a, this, the, the very complicated and not so complicated answer is this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recognize that um, spiritual growth is an important part of our uh, um, human, human being makeup. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and pastoral counseling is a recognized uh, 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 specialty in uh, mental health uh, um, professional uh, uh, career path. Okay. Uh, uh, and, and there are some um, religious bodies that offer that. Okay. Now, absent, absent that, I guess, then this is what your question is probably asking, is religion inherently able to uh, give that kind of help uh, uh, with someone who struggles with mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And um, for the most part, broadly speaking, um, I think uh, uh, they play a part mm-hmm. in its overall health. Um, and obviously, uh, uh, as the situation becomes more and more complex mm-hmm. or more and more complicated, mm-hmm. you probably would need uh, a, a bit more professional, special, I mean, uh, expertise to, to, to deal with it. It's, 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 it's like this. Um, so if you have a cough and cold, right, mm-hmm. uh, you go to your primary care doctor, your general practitioner, 
who would give you either something like a aspirin or a cough syrup to get rid of the cough, mm. right? And then um, that doesn't work, and the cough becomes marginally worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now he's thinking, well, Jesus, it might be some lung infection. So mm-hmm. he sends you to a specialist mm-hmm. uh, internal medicine person who deals specifically with respiratory infection, okay. right? So the respiratory infection expert looks at it, does chest x-ray, uh, sees something and decides that he would probably switch the medication to give you something else. Uh, lo and behold, now you're not only coughing continuously, but now you, you're coughing up blood and mm. that growth that is seen is, grow- mm. is, is now uh, uh, growing, right? Yes. So now the, the pulmonologist or the, the respiratory expert He's thinking, well, Jesus, this might be cancer. So he sends you further to a more uh, special expert person to specifically look at that problem. And it probably would be at that point that it is discovered that you may have a tumor in the lungs, Mm -hmm. right? Which, Which presented first as a simple cough and cold, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Uh, does that mean that we go straight to the oncologist whenever we have a cough and cold? No, no. because most of the time, the cough and cold, would, most of the time would just be that, okay. right? Okay. And most of the time, uh, there might be some issues that the church can handle. And then as things become more and more complicated, you need a little bit more expert eyes to look at it and a bit more different definite tools mm-hmm. to 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 intervene to make the problem uh resolve okay um yeah that's how it, that's how i would answer that question okay so but thank you for that and i totally agree with that sometimes there's a sentiment out there especially in recent times with the many um indiscretions and sins of the church committed against the members mm-hmm. that that avenue should not be explored. Definitely, if there's a problem in that particular church or denomination, um, that avenue should not be explored. However, if there are persons competent at, at, the, at a surface level that can at least assist in dealing with a mental health issue, once everything is functioning correctly, there shouldn't be an issue why that can't be an option. Um, is that saying that correctly, doctor? Yes, that's, I, I absolutely uh, agree with that. I agree. Okay. All right. I do want to get everyone's response to that question as well. I want to start with you, Piandro. In your opinion, is the religious is the religious community equipped or qualified to deal with mental health, mental health issues? Well, I own, I can't help but to just be real about the situation when it comes to the church. Mm-hmm. Churches need to be as one again. I don't know where they falter from. Well, it's like it, when when we when we are taught to say okay, when we think of Christians. We think of people who are more so, like, you know, like when they say, when you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. Meaning you have more knowledge of being godly than other people out there. Like they say, policemen should know about the, the law. law. Mm-hmm. They should know how you understand doctors should know about medicine. Mm-hmm. 
Christians should know about Christ and to be more Christ-led. And they normally it'd be those that who shun people, mm -hmm. who push people away. Mm -hmm. So I feel as if the church needs to get better at being for the church then. And then they can get better for being for everything else. I, I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> no, know how I, know. I Because how, how I feel in, like, church is just in as one as they should be. Mm -hmm. It should be a more family to do. And I feel as if the minute men, just like how in the whole aspect with behemoths when it comes to mental illness, mm -hmm. even inside the church, they just can't help because they still only have to think what they are, uh, you know, what they grew up thinking. Yeah. Uh, pray about it. Mm. Yeah, just go pray to God about it and you should be like, they ain't even going to be like, okay, let's talk about it. Let's mm -hmm. do counseling sessions where we could really like work on this together. Mm -hmm. No. I, I mean, way, I only can speak generally. A lot of patients not to Doctor? Hello, I'm still here. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I, I thought you were saying something. Um, well, no, okay. no, no, no. Okay, well, uh, uh, Sister Gail. In your opinion, is the religious community <clears throat> equipped and qualified to deal with mental health issues? Um, I'm going to offend some people. Um, we kind of do that here on Code Name Agents of Chaos. Oh, okay, cool. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like in the Bahamas, uh, every bitch and brother can start a church. Mm. Oh. Ooh. So. Oh. Seven chakra. Seven <laughs> fucking chakra. <laughs> Holy shit. So because of that, I some of them go to school for theology. Mm -hmm. Some of them get training. Some of them just open a church and get, the take money. out the collection yes, yes, plate. Yes, yes. So in that vein, I'd say the answer to me is no. Mm -hmm. But there are some churches where if the pastoral staff are trained in psychology, mm -hmm. psychiatry, yes. counseling, yes. social services. Yes. Then, yes, I would say you should go to them. Right. Mm -hmm. But if they're not, child, go find Dr. Smith. Exactly. Dr. Thomas Smith. Go to a specialist. Yes. Right. Don't, don't go... To the oncologist when you got a mental issue. Exactly. No, don't do that. And by the way, um, Dr. Smith's information is going to be in the show notes in case you need to get into contact with him. Uh, Brother LaVoyne. Hey. That deserves some clips. That deserves some clips. Brother LaVoyne, is the religious community equipped and qualified to deal with mental health issues? Um, in the Bahamas, No. And that's just being real. Just I tend to agree with you, sir. Um, in the Bahamas, no. Maybe in other areas. Mm -hmm. But I believe that in our country and in our culture especially, mm -hmm. because, and this kind of reaches back to some other points I was making earlier, mm -hmm. our culture, I would say for the last few decades, has not let to lend to personal development. And I think... Just by that basis alone, if we weren't really, really focused on personal development as mm -hmm. much as we should have been, mm -hmm. then I'm not going to take you seriously mm -hmm. when it comes to my mental development. Exactly. Exactly. You see, because you're going to find a scripture here or there mm -hmm. to say, you know, like, let's say, for instance, if it's a child and a parent having issues. Well, you know, LaVon, the Bible did say children obey your parents. The Bible also did say as fathers do not provoke your children to wrath. Exactly. But for some strange reason, that it, verse has been entirely left out mm -hmm. of most mm. of 90% of your sermons. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. So if that in and of itself mm -hmm. speaks to me and says, well, hey, uh, y'all ain't really checking as much as y'all should. 
<laughs> let me just go see Dr. Smith. One time. And let me spend this money mm-hmm. and let me go see Dr. Smith one time. Mm-hmm. Because Why if I, I go, yeah, yeah, because if I'm going to come to y'all and y'all going to give me like one or two scriptures, throw some oil on my forehead and pray. And call it a day. And yeah, shut up. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you just telling me that, then I'm going to sit there and look at you and be like, yeah, I'll give you all this number two. <laughs> I'll tell you this too, right? A lot of us, when we hear advice on a societal level, even just out and about passing, right? You were able to pick up on something as sound advice and when something is not sound advice. So, for example, someone says, if you feel like you get Nicole or something, drink some aloe or get some vitamin C. When you hear that, it makes sense to you. You go and try it. For the simple fact that the church has failed the community when it comes to mental issues. When you heal, child, just go pray about it. Yeah, it does. You, the, the, the dismissiveness of that, mm-hmm. you know, hold on. This problem that I'm facing mentally requires a little more than prayer. Mm-hmm. I need specialized attention like the doctor just said. You are not capable of giving me this. You need drugs. It's <laughs> <laughs> not even that. Here's the funny thing. Inside the New Testament, mm. they even said you can go to the doctor's. They mm-hmm. even say, That's you right. know, y'all can come, you know, check the doctors and make sure and then let the elders of the church come and pray and all these. You know, it's like they didn't, they didn't disregard no. the fact that That's people why. who were, you know, mm. people who specialize in certain areas of human well-being. Yes. You know, not everything can be done through your pastor. That's why no. I'm so relieved in the day and time that we are living in right now where the knowledge is so accessible to us so easily now mm-hmm. where... I like a lot of things what I was lost with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like now, like I have clarity and because I could do the research myself, I don't need to wait on somebody else to put the information in my hand. Exactly. Anything that I'm unsure with, mm-hmm. I research for myself. So it's like a lot of the things that I like, I'm still trying to get to say this, just me generally speaking mm-hmm. from my personal um, standing um, where I'm trying to find a church where I feel at home, at home. Mm-hmm. Meaning oh, to I say, I'm still, oh, yeah. I'm still searching, mm-hmm. but that still didn't stop me to say I'm going to distance myself from God because of that. Mm. Like, I'm not going to let the church, because that's where a lot of people is end up doing. Mm. I'm not going to let the church deter me from the whole bigger picture because, yes. I mean, I think they even forget the whole bigger picture for them. I mm. thought it was supposed to be about God. I get about the collection plate and what I wear in to church and mm-hmm. all these other frivolous things it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. like we gotta stay focused so until they get themselves together i know how to get myself together i still could pray mm-hmm. i still could read the bible myself mm-hmm. i still could find understanding and things that i don't have understanding in mm-hmm. i still can go to consult from a doctor mm-hmm. i you understand there's a lot of things that i can do so well they try to get themselves together i still have my eyes straight and I, 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 I'll, I'll add to that as well even if you're not christian there's still the principles still apply. If you are a member of Islam, mm-hmm. you can there's you can find counsel in the Quran. Right, right. And you can get counsel from your elders. Right. If for us in Ifa, we can get counsel from the elders and from our ancestors and from our sacred tablets. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that's the case in Buddhism. I'm sure that's the case in right. Hinduism. Whatever path you whatever spiritual path you walk, the 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 counsel and the principles still remain. Mm-hmm. You can use your mind 
to read whatever sacred text you have or seek out additional help from an outside source. So, you know, do think, do with the information as you will. Yeah, I think I think that's what the major issue is. Mm-hmm. It's like too many people kind of expect. I I just got real. I'm like, look, my pastor could only do so much. Mm-hmm. I would value when it comes to to psychological psychiatric issues. Mm-hmm. I go to see a psychologist mm-hmm. or a psychiatrist. Yes, pastor, it's no diss to you, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you focus on preaching the word. Mm-hmm. I can take the time and I can be like, I ain't gonna bother you with that. Let me go see Dr. Smith. Exactly. Or Dr. Mills or whoever. I don't think nothing should be wrong with that because like God God made all these people too like to say he made it where doctors have their profession. You understand? He made it where these different people have professions. And, so I mean, and if, I don't if, see nothing if, wrong. If, if we being all the way real, right? Who gave Dr. Thomas Smith the ability to have the expertise that <laughs> exactly. he has right now? So, okay then, thank you very much. I don't understand how people try to deter people from actually going to seek counsel from psychiatrists. Like I don't understand that for the life of me. I mean, I, I guess you probably. <laughs> hold on now, hold on. Okay, so my parents put me in the mental hospital when I was eleven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I got out, guess what Daddy said? Was that? Do not tell anyone this happened. Do not tell anyone in your life. Do not tell your mother. Don't tell you. Don't tell anyone because you will not get a job. You will be shunned by society. That's it right there. You will be a pariah. Wow. And I kept saying, but I want to remember what happened because Mm -hmm. I'm trying to learn from what happened. Right. Mm -hmm. And my parents said, no, no, don't think about it. They gave me drugs to try to make me forget mm-hmm. what I had been through that two months. Yes. And I was like, but why? I want to learn. I want to get better. I want to I want to know. Mm-hmm. I want to know what love is. But yeah, no, that stigma thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And it took me until yes. I was 61 years old to be able to tell mm-hmm. you my story today. Yeah. Right. Because I was told, did not tell anyone that happened right. to me. So how many people across this commonwealth are being told the exact same thing? A lot. A lot. I would say the majority, the masses, the majority. It is, is that a part of the reason why we face in the issues that we are facing? Right. I would Most say definitely. yes. Right. Most definitely. But what about the people you see on the streets who scratch in the crotch and mm. scratch in their head and can't do anything but walk with the pot cakes. Mm-hmm. The, their families have abandoned them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because of the stigma. Uh, yes. Right. Rather yes. than they dealing with it. Exactly. Yes. They say, yes. okay, yes. my son went to the dye unit, dye award. Um, okay, he's not my son anymore. Exactly. I, I, I wash my hands. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. That is not my child. Right. Now, in, 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 in taking that same, mm. that same point, right? Mm. If we, if there is a, a very toxic habit of turning our back on family members because they suffer from mental illness. But yet we're going to turn around and claim whatever God we want to claim. Mm-hmm. That person is also a child of the father as well. Mm-hmm. You've abandoned your brother, your sister, your mother, your mm-hmm. father, your auntie, your uncle. How do you think whatever God you serve is going to take to that? Mm-hmm. Judgment awaits you. Mm-hmm. So 
that's 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 some bullshit that needs to stop. I'm sorry. Your brothers keep them out. Exactly. But that but that's but but like Gail said, that's the that's the real part. It's like I don't want to bring. We don't want to make our family look bad, my brother. It done look bad. We done look bad. Exactly. So why not? I I don't know. know I feel as if life got so much easier for me when I started to accept things Mm -hmm. for what they were. Mm -hmm. Like when I started to understand where my issues were coming from. When Mm -hmm. I take time to actually understand, that's where the healing started, and that's where the growth and the process of everything started Mm -hmm. to get much better. Me Mm -hmm. talking now and me actually understanding what is really going on then sheltering my whole feelings and depressing my feelings and everything so and in 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 that we all know the famous saying he who feels it knows it right so having weathered the storm and gone through that we are very much in a better position to assist someone Mm -hmm. because we would be able to recognize certain yes, triggers right. because we went through it. Gail? Um, in, in my therapy with Dr. Turnquist, mm-hmm. <clears throat> once she got me through all of the the traumatic experiences, yes. and the last one I didn't explain was when I was raped at 19 mm-hmm. by a photographer because I used to model. Because mm-hmm. my yeah. mother wanted mm-hmm. me to be a model and an actress because she wanted to vicariously live through me. Oh, shit. <laughs> Seventh chakra, seventh fucking chakra. <laughs> but after I got <laughs> raped, I, I quit. I, I stopped. Yeah. I didn't want to pursue that anymore. Mm. So I became a scientist. But mm. um, during the treatment, there was a, a an expatriate lady who came to the island. Mm-hmm. Her, I guess her husband was working somewhere. And um, she started a thing called CAP, C-A-P-P, mm-hmm. Child Assault Prevention Program. Okay. And um, Dr. Turnquist, when she got thought I was at a point where I could <coughs> handle myself, she wanted me to join the program. Mm-hmm. It was a bunch of ladies who lear- did a training and learned how to go into schools and do role playing mm-hmm. and teach the kids about bad touch and yes, such yes. and yes. different situations with strangers. Yes. And then at the end of each session, we um, we were would be available to any kids who might want to talk one on one if they had a, an issue. Achoo, yes. So I did uh, several schools, and um, then I heard our group, somebody went to a certain school, a very religious school, and um, after that, the program was stopped, because apparently that school had a lot of pedophiles. Oh, shit. So, oh, so they, they shut the program down wow. so quick, fast, and hurry. Trust me, that, that's, that's, that's an issue hmm. we're going to tackle on another show, oh, but we can get to that shit. Uh, Dr. Smith, I do want to give you the final word, um, any final imparting thoughts you would like to give. Um, I know the last point we had was, as you touched on on the previous show, mental health and wellness advocacy, how that looks. So what I want to do is close out the show with you giving your final thoughts on that. Right. Uh, and I, I, I think that part of being able to get mental health uh, in this country where uh, it's trending in other developed country is for, first of all, um, our being able to get enough political uh, uh, support uh, to bring it into the fore. Um, regardless of how much effort 
we exert, we as a citizen, uh, individual or collective, uh, do not have that legislative power to bring about uh, uh, law that would equate mental illness with physical illness mm -hmm. and therefore giving it the kind of coverage it requires, right? Um, um, and so part of the advocacy is basically each one of us uh, uh, being able to get our to our local representative, um, letting them know that this is an important feature because at any one time in our lifetime, one out of four person will be affected by diagnosed di a mental men, uh, mental illness, right? Yes. At any one time, it's going to be so severe that uh, up to fifteen. Uh, percent will have to have an admission, mm. those who would have experienced that one out of four, right? And so, uh, and it has no regard for monies, families, ethnicity, mm -hmm. uh, rich, poor, whatever, right? Yes. And so once we have the legislation, then that would allow us for uh, education, and that education will bring about the awareness. Uh, uh, the awareness would make it much more palatable for every other person to understand that, hey, this isn't something that I should be ashamed of. This isn't something that I should hide. This is something that I can actually get help for and better make my life, uh, better affect my life outcome. Uh, and once they understand that to, uh, the, the, the negative impact of their having a mental illness will not follow through and limit them in getting their jobs or being limited to live in a specific area or uh, having to not have children, all of those things, uh, uh, then we're approaching uh, a society that is making well and treating everyone on equal footing, right? But it does call, it does call for uh, 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 a campaign towards getting those who could make it legislatively correct mm -hmm. uh, to be aware of it, and then education and awareness, and then enactment. Uh, uh, I think that's how the advocacy approach should happen. Okay. Well, Dr. Smith, I want to thank you for again for your information and your wealth of knowledge. I'm sure everyone here appreciated. <laughs> we, we learned a lot again. And just like the last show, there, there, there were, there, there's more information here that the public needs to know. Um, they can make more informed decisions when it comes to dealing with their own mental health, dealing with the mental health of immediate family members, be it children, parents, grandparents, and the like. And even that will definitely affect Bahamian society on the whole. So again, I do want to thank you for that. This has been Codename Cajuns, Agents of Chaos. Uh, Brother Leonard, you got anything you want to say about it to people? Blessed love. Blessed love. <laughs> Brother LaVon, you want to say goodbye to the people? I'm going to miss you all. <laughs> Sister Gail, with any imparting words for the people? Um, yeah, just don't be afraid to ask for help. Yes. I mean, 
when things get overwhelming, mm-hmm. find someone who you can talk to. Yes. And if it ends up being someone professional like Dr. Thomas Smith, mm-hmm. so be it. Mm-hmm. Because that it's it's worth it. You'll get your peace of mind back. Yes, yes. Yes, exactly. And I, I would oh, like... And Wear your mask over your damn nose and mouth. <laughs> Please and thanks. Please and thanks. Please and thanks. Thank you very much. So, um, again, I do want to thank our sponsors. They would be um, Mask World in New Providence. Uh, you can uh, get your different mask for whatever your corporate or promotional uh, events that you're trying to promote. Um, you can get wholesale prices. So, Mask World, you can call them at 810-6050. NetVision for all of your professional tent installations. Um, you can call them at 434-1157. That's NetVision, 434-1157. Smooth Cuts Barbershop Nail and Beauty Salon. Uh, they are on Market Street and Bahama Avenue. You can ask for Birdo. Again, ask for Birdo. That number is 556-2501. That's 556-2501. They got prices as low as $5. So go on down to Smooth Cuts Barbershop Nails and Beauty Salon. And in Eleuthera, we have Rock Sound Beverages. They are in the Brian Major Place on High School Corner. Go Feel free to go down there. They uh, they can they can do uh, delivery and curbside pickup. Their number is 376-1454. That's 376-1454. They accept MasterCard and Visa. They are able to do delivery and curbside pickup. Rock Sound Beverages. Of course, we want to thank Genius Radio Chemist Digital Chemist.net and Mr. Kenneth Munker for their support of Codename Agents of Chaos. Also over there at BrotherC242.com, that's Brother Rashad Penn and his uh, team for uh, supporting Codename Agents of Chaos. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and definitely at our link with Simplecast. So, again, thank you to all of my guests who have been Lord Leonard, Yvonne Hamilton, Gail Woon, Piandra Knowles, and respected psychiatrist out of Nassau, Dr. Thomas Smith. This has been Codename Agents of Chaos. Thank you for joining us, and we are out.